Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. How's it going, everybody? Happy Monday to you all. It's been a pretty busy week for me, just working on new psych stuff, working on projects with some friends, not going to get into all the details of that, but, you know, helping out some friends with some art things, going to some shows, playing some shows, the usual. It's been tight. A good week. I want to take a quick moment to tell you just about a few things coming up. I'm going to keep the intro a little bit short this week because... The episode is crazy long, and I don't want to upload a three-hour video today. So let's let's try to keep it keep it tight. Um, coming up, the next Sykes and a New Violent show is going to be March sixteenth at Club Cafe, and the next Greywalker show is actually the same night, much later in the evening. We're playing the one-year anniversary of the West Side Bowl out in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, so yeah, if you are close to Youngstown and you want to see Grey Walker, come on out to that. We're playing later in the night. I think after 11 PM Sykes is playing at 7 PM at club cafe here in Pittsburgh. So I'll be able to make it to both shows. You don't got to worry about that. But if you are in Pittsburgh and you want to see Sykes on the 16th, come on down to club cafe and check it out. And, uh, same for, if you're near Youngstown, Grey Walker 16th, will be at West side bowl. Uh, one thing I haven't announced yet on the show is for emo. I don't think I've announced this yet. Maybe I have. I don't know. But emo night karaoke, you know it, you love it. Maybe I don't know. But it has just moved from its previous venue to the Smiling Moose, which is the new home of emo bands, emo night karaoke thing. And I'm going to be part of this now, uh, DJing downstairs. The karaoke will be with the live band will be happening upstairs and I'll be downstairs DJing. So that should be fun. That's going to be a monthly thing. I'll be there. The first one is March 22nd. So if that is your jam, come on out. Actually, I think I do remember talking about this last week. Yeah, I don't know, but it's still coming up. So, yeah, and we have just announced this this week, but April 12th, we'll be doing podcast night at the Toma number two. That's going to be with me, the Thrifty Podcast, and Neon Brainiacs. That should be a really good time. The last one was fun. I have a, had a piece of food just kind of come back up. You ever have that happening when you're talking? That was real weird. I don't know what. It was like some leftover pizza or something. Sorry that that happened on camera. Hopefully it didn't look as weird as it feels. Anyways, podcast night at the Toma 2, April 12th. And speaking of Thrifty Podcast, I actually recorded an episode of the Thrifty Podcast this week on Thursday. And that episode is up now already. You could check that out on Thrifty Podcast. If you look them up, they're available on Spotify and wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, the internet. Look it up if you haven't checked it out. For those of you who aren't familiar, it is a thrifting podcast where 
the host, Toddy Tondera, will take his guests thrifting with him. And, you know, you pick up a haul and then you go back to his place and we record an episode about the things we found. And he ties it in really cool to, you know, personal things about the guests. And it's a fun time. It was a really cool episode. Check it out. I highly recommend it. And I think that's all of my promotional stuff. Yes. Hope you took notes. If you didn't and you just want me to get into uh, the episode, we're getting there. We're getting there. Just hold your horses. We got listener questions. Yes. So the first listener question comes from my friend Brenda of the band Old Game. And Brenda asks, worst interaction with a promoter and what you did? I guess the question would be, what was your worst interaction with a promoter and what did you do? So I've been playing shows for a long time in the, you know, and uh, I've dealt with a lot of promoters. And fortunately, I honestly can say that I haven't dealt with too many bad promoters. I've dealt with promoters that are notoriously bad, but for whatever reason, I've generally had pretty positive to okay experiences with these people. I don't know if it's just a matter of me, you know, understanding how to navigate relationships with complicated people better than others. But with that being said, I've definitely had a couple experiences that were, you know, less than favorable. And the thing about both of these experiences, though, is that they were with people that aren't traditionally promoters just artists or you know somebody that for whatever reason is throwing an event and they just don't have it together and uh, both of these situations are money involved the first was a situation where I got asked to play a show we show up to the venue it wasn't really like a real venue venue it was more of like a bar venue situation and there wasn't a PA there so the promoter got a PA basically like went like we show up to the show and there's no PA and the promoter wasn't aware that this was going to be a thing. The air quote promoter. Again, this person wasn't actually a show promoter. So, you know, what the fuck do you do? They go out of their way. I guess that, that, that day, like as the bands are loaded in waiting, they go and rent a PA and then without, like which they just rent the PA and then ask the bands playing to pay for the PA basically like they wanted all the bands that were performing to chip in for the PA that wasn't at the venue when you know the promoter maybe would have known that there wasn't going to be a PA there or maybe would have thought to ask and it was a really shitty situation because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people there to begin with. And they weren't asking for a lot of money from the bands to help pay for the PA. But, like, there was nobody there. And it was, like, paying to play a show to the other bands on, like, a weeknight at some weird bar. It was just, like, not a cool situation. And I was a little bit younger and a little bit angrier at the time. So the way we handled that situation was we were basically like, nope, not doing it packed up our stuff and left uh in retrospect it was kind of shitty especially for like there was a touring band and i think all the locals left 
the show. Like, no, everyone was like, fuck you. We're not paying for this PA. You, sh- you know, you should have fucking done your research and known that there wasn't going to be something here. And, um, uh, you know, I feel bad about it now because again, it wasn't a show promoter. It's not somebody that, you know, maybe would have had all of the, like the forethought to put it together, but it was somebody that had played in dance before and probably had thrown at least a show or two in the past. So maybe they should have known better, but, uh, yeah, that was just a shitty situation and I handled it in a shitty way. Another situation that's really similar is actually more recent and it was something kind of, kind of common. Um, I got to the show and there was a PA there and everything was cool, but the the air quote promoter actually asked me to help pay for the venue. Basically, was asking all of the performers to like you know throw in money towards the rental space because them as a promoter, you know, just they I guess they rented a space that was a little bit over budget, we'll say, and they didn't tell anybody about this in advance so you like show up and you're all loaded in and it's like oh yeah by the way i'm gonna you know if you can i'm gonna need some money to help pay for the space and in my head i'm like yo fuck you like why don't you book your show accordingly if you don't think there's gonna be enough people to you know budget this out accordingly so that the attendants can help cover the venue and you know help maybe pay for the artists instead of asking us for money you know, if you would have taken that responsibility and that forethought, we wouldn't be in this situation. But again, somebody that wasn't traditionally a promoter and it was more recent and over the years, I've gotten a little bit more empathy in me and I kind of felt bad. I understand it is a shitty situation to be in. So I was just kind of like, okay, cool. So I, I pitched in my part of the money. I played my set. I had a good time. But, you know, that's just like, it's still like a shitty thing to do. And I would say, you know, if you're somebody that's watching this that doesn't traditionally promote shows, but you might find yourself in a situation one day where you will be promoting a show, don't do that. Make sure your bases are covered. Don't ask the artist to help pay for the fucking space or the PA, unless it's in advance. Don't do it day of. Don't just throw it in our lap after we've already fucking, you know, taken off work or, you know, moved plans around or, you know, we could have been doing other things. And then you're like asking me for money on top of taking off work. And it's just, it's, it sucks. Don't do that to people. Talk about it in advance. If you don't think that you're going to be able to afford the space or there's going to be an issue, be transparent, work it out before the event. Most people are more than willing to help out in certain ways um, you know, to help make sure everybody has a successful event. So yeah, don't do that to people. Uh, that sucks. And that's how I handled it. I know people probably have other stories with promoters that are worse than that, but those are the two that really stick out to me is just being like, ugh, fuck. But you know, two out of, you know, hundreds of shows that I've played over the years really isn't that bad for the most part. Um, it's just, making sure you stay uh you keep communication open with people and as an artist if you're doing a show with somebody that you know isn't traditionally a promoter it may not be the worst idea to actually go out of your way to ask about like yo is there going to be a pa there if you see that it's at a space that you think might be a little expensive or a little crazy it might not be the worst idea to be like yo like 
you know, this, I know this space is kind of big. Are you sure that like, it's the right space for the event? You know, is there going to be people there? Are you going to be able to afford this? Uh, I mean, I don't think those are bad questions to ask a promoter if like you're, if you take what you're doing seriously. So yeah, that's, that's my answer to that. Hope it was entertaining. I'm sorry if it wasn't as a, as scandalous as maybe, you know, some people were hoping. Like, I'm not dishing out the shit on any promoters out in the city. Yeah, I don't have anything that bad to say about too many of them. Unlike a lot of people. But that's just me. I I don't mind. There was one more question that came in through Facebook. I was only going to do one question today. But this was a pretty good one. And I'll try to answer it quickly. Because again, today's episode is long. So... Miles Mahoney, Mahomey from, you know, 2,500 bands in Pittsburgh uh, asks, how do you combat doubt or low points in your artistic endeavors? Everyone deals with it, but I'm interested in how people handle it in their own way. So, okay, how do I combat doubt or low points in my artistic endeavors? It's really circumstantial. It depends on what the low point is. I've definitely gone through my fair share of low points. And I think that what usually gets me out of it, ironically enough, is just whenever I have like an artistic breakthrough that kind of knocks me out of it. There may be some times where, you know, maybe I'm playing like a string of like bad shows. You get like four, five, six, seven shows in a row and they all are they fucking suck and like you're asking yourself why do i keep doing this and then you know you just play one more show and it ends up being fucking fantastic and it's like it completely turns it around you're like yeah that's why i'm fucking doing it just like being in the experience of uh allowing yourself to have a an experience that is that reminds you why things were great and then the same thing goes for if I'm having a hard time like writing new songs or coming up with something. It's always just allowing myself to be comfortable in that. Uh, how did you put it? Comfortable in the uh, oh, in the doubt. Yeah, being able to find comfort in that doubt and understand that sometimes you just need to take a break and take a step back from your art for an idea to actually come in or just smack you in the face, whatever it is, you know? So that's how I handle things now. Just being patient and, you know, empathetic with myself and I'm not a fucking robot. And there's going to be times where just things aren't working out, you know, like there's going to be bad shows. There's going to be a lack of creativity and, um, it just, it helps to just know that that's natural. It's part of the process. And it also helps to just like be surrounded by creative people, which I know miles, I know you are, and I am. And a lot of us in, in the city are, we're surrounded by creative people doing really cool things that, you know, support you people that support me and just trying not to take that for granted or forget it. You know, there are people that have your back and, they understand that, you know, fuck, you know, everybody goes through it. You know, uh, if you're going through some shit and you need to take some time away, like nobody's going to fucking judge you for that. Everybody's just going to want you to be, you know, the best that you possibly can be. And sometimes that's just taking a step away from the art, uh, dealing with whatever you have to deal with and just 
waiting for the art to come back to you. Like I said a few moments ago, I'm not a robot. You're not a robot. And uh, things aren't always going to go according to plan. So being able to understand that and kind of prepare for it when it does happen uh, mentally, it'll, it helps me out. Maybe, maybe you feel the same way. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. And with all that being said, let's get into this week's discussion. So today on the show, I got my friend Day Bracy. You may know Day from the Drinking Partners podcast. You may know Day from his stand-up comedy. And you also may know Day Bracy from the Fresh Fest Beer Fest. And real quick, before we get into this week's episode, I do want to explain something. You'll notice that the footage looks a little weird, and that's because we actually recorded this episode in my house with no power. The power was out at my house. It went out about like 15 minutes before Day showed up, and it did not turn back on until way later after he left. So there's no lighting. I had opened up the blinds. Luckily, it was daytime. So yeah, you're the the cam the uh, the lighting's a little weird and also about two thirds of the way through the conversation the camera actually cuts out because the battery died I couldn't charge it luckily the audio recording went throughout the entire episode so we got audio for the full episode but yeah about two ways two thirds of the way through this conversation the video cuts out so if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube expect that but if you're listening to the audio version disregard it doesn't matter. You'll get the full episode. So yeah, just wanted to explain that real quick. And uh, without further ado, <laughs> let's get into my conversation with my friend, Day Bracy. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Alright, cool. And uh, I'm not going to explain this too much to you. You know what it is. I think you've done one or 200 podcasts in your lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are pretty close to 200 now, right? Yeah, the uh, next episode is, is 200. Nice, yeah. nice. My uh, my 200 just went up last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, That's funny because we started like right around the same time. So it's... We're yeah. Yeah. Honest, I think I was on like episode sixteen or seventeen of Drinking Partners. It was early. Yeah, it was super early. Like <laughs> the first maybe six months we were in there. But how's that been though? Man, like what with, the fuck we were doing? You know, two hundred episodes in. Like, what do you feel like you've learned as a whole about yourself and the uh, the world around you? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of beer out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. A lot of that. Um, I don't know. Just uh, man, <laughs> it's 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 been so much. Like my um my like I was in my comedy career. Um, I've been in comedy for about six years now, going on seven, and I started the podcast um two years in. Yeah. So like I was still kind of like new. I was I mean not kind of I was still new in comedy, and then I got into the podcasting like you know as a as a way like me and Egg as a way to like kind of um help our comedy career and 
you know, it just became a beast of its own. Like it didn't even like, you know, it was just like, oh, well, this is just another, you know, little kind of like project that we'll do, you know, here and there or whatever. But like, man, kind of took over, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, it helped in so many different aspects, you know, of our careers and even like, you know, added so many more branches to it as well. So, um, I mean, like, you know, I mean, I, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't expect to like, you know, be doing a fucking beer festival yeah. four years ago, five years, you know what I mean? Like shit, two years ago. To I be definitely honest. think the one thing it probably did the most, whether it was expected or not, was it just opened up the door to people that probably would have never known about you otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Like and real talk, like I'm not connected with the comedy scene in general. And then there's the whole weird thing in Pittsburgh where you got like the white comedy scene and then the not white comedy scene. So yeah. there's a good chance that I wouldn't have ever, I would have never even known who the fuck you were. Yeah. No, for I the mean, podcast. I, yeah. I mean, there's there, most people wouldn't have known who we were. I mean, we have a finite amount of people that we can touch when we're in a room. I mean, there's like, yeah. you know, if we, even if we sell out, you know, you're looking at anywhere from like 150 to 300 people at a time. Whereas like with a podcast, I mean, we're getting like thousand like listeners or whatever. You know what I mean, like, and they could be anywhere at any time. And it's always there. You know I mean, it's mm-hmm. a way to, you know, get to know somebody a bit, you know, a bit deeper in that personality. And like, you know, it's, it's these days people are investing in, in people and not brands. So, you know, like the more people like know you, the more that they want to kind of invest in, you know, who you are or whatever, you know, so, um, that, uh, that definitely helped, you know, us like get our, our name out there, but also like, um, introduced us to a bunch of people that we didn't know were out there. I mean, um, and as a result, like we've learned, like, I mean, I've learned, so much from so many different people like having these conversations these you know hour two hour long conversations with people that are like you know extremely driven individuals and accomplished in their craft like i mean you know um when you throw a little bit of beer in there it's a social lubricant (laughs) you know like it's uh you know it's 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 crazy so i mean um you know and, and and drive is infectious like you know whenever you're you know sitting with somebody and you're hearing their story about you know the you know, the shit that they've gone through and like, you know, what they've learned and like, you know, what they have going on, you know, whatever it's like, yeah. you, you kind of like don't want to be left behind. So, you know, you gotta, you know, you, you get out there and you work yourself. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, um, it's been an amazing, uh, journey in the last <laughs> like four years. Yeah. It's wow. There's so much going on. It's funny to your point about, uh, people being more invested in you as a person and not so much brands. Have you found it complicated because part of the podcast is being a brand and you have some stuff that you want to kind of market and get out there, but people don't give a fuck about that. As soon as you're talking about a thing that you're doing, people are like, "Eh, I just want to hear you talk about some bullshit, (laughs) you know? And then it's like, oh, why do I even bother like trying to do anything creative when people just want me to fucking bullshit? But on the flip, I think you did really well with the first year of, you know, Fresh Fest which we want to get into because, you know, we do have number two coming up in yeah. August, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But so it seems like people were into that though. So that was something that was cool that. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, but that's also like, I think you're offering something that people can be a part of. You're not just like flexing on people. Like, look what I did. Yeah. You're giving yeah. People an opportunity to be a part of something. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. I mean, it is, it is tough. Like uh, the, the, you know, the person versus like the brand and all that, um, you know, how much of, let me ask you this, how much of your listenership with drinking partners do you think translates to like coming out to stand up shows and vice versa? Um, do you think there's like two different audiences? 
I mean, there's definitely two different audiences because you're looking at like, you know, a finite like time and space that you have a show at. You know I mean, yeah. like, so if you're not available on Saturdays in downtown Pittsburgh or Cranberry or wherever, you know what I mean, that we're at at that time, then you're not going to see us. Yeah. But with a podcast, you can listen to that morning, noon and night. So there's definitely, you know, like you don't even have to be watching us. We could be in the background or whatever. So like. Um, definitely a different audience, but they're they're overlapping. You know what I mean, like it's a it's a Venn yeah, diagram there's, there's of folks, some... and um, I mean we've uh, you know our our sellout rate is is pretty pretty phenomenal as it goes with like you know uh, shows and 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 comedy shows, um, and I think that's a direct result of the podcast because cool. um, it allows people to. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, if they're listening, they want to support, they're clicking, they're sharing. I mean, like, so they're telling people that what we're doing and whatnot. Um, so even if they can't make it there, like, you know, they want to support, um, us. So they'll let their friends know. And then, you know, people come out to the show as a result. Um, you, you guys are really good at reminding the listeners to like, like share and review on iTunes yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, I'm we, so bad at we, that. We picked that up from, um, um, from does this hold up, man? Like we, uh, like we didn't know shit about, um, podcasting and, uh, we sat with those guys and like, like watched, they had been doing it for like three years at that point, And like, they were so like professional and spot on. And like, they had this like back and forth. Like, I mean, it was like, it was like magic. We were like, oh shit, that's what it's supposed to sound like. Like, it was, <laughs> cause it, what we were doing was fucking terrible. And I mean, like it, it's, Still, I mean, we were still terrible for another good like two years. I don't know why the fuck people listen to any of our our, our early shit. Um, but uh, yeah, those guys uh, were extremely supportive. Um, you know, got on the first couple of podcasts, um, and you know, I got we got to see their live show and whatnot. And um, yeah, we you know we picked up like you know like with that that intro, um, you know, and, and it, it was nice because they once you get it out of the way. Then you can kind of get into the, yeah. you know, like, and they had a nice little structure back and forth at the beginning, and then it got loose, and it was, you know, got into the interview format so, or whatever. So it was, um, you know, super, uh, super dope watching those guys, and just, I mean, it's just like any other like art, like you know, you 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 watch folks, and and you uh, you learn like the skills of the trade. You know what I mean, like going into it. So with that uh, being said, don't forget to like, share, rate, and review the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, with drinking partners, the thing that I've found so cool about it from the jump, it always seemed like two people that are learning and really excited about learning with guests that are on the show and watching it develop, which was really cool seeing it, you know, eventually this fresh fest evolve, <laughs> you know, which I know there are a lot of, there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen of fresh fest. I'm not mm. just going to throw it on your shoulders. Yeah. There's a lot of people involved, but you're definitely uh, an important <laughs> part of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Co-founder. Uh, and yeah, no, I, um, it is, it really is a community project though. And that's what, uh, what's crazy about it because we, um, you know, we were, we were talking to Celine Roberts. She did an article about, um, uh, you know, diversity in the beer industry. Um, and she featured myself and Mike Potter in it. And, you know, she asked us both, like, you know, she's like, you know, you know, why is there, you know, lack of diversity in the industry? And, you know, like the answer is basically systemic racism. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of barriers, uh, financially, um, you know, economically for, um, a very disparaged, uh, uh, group of individuals, um, you know, malt liquor is marketed to us. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's just all of the, 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 the American, you know, barriers or whatever. And she goes, well, how do you like solve that? And it was like, ah, I don't like, how the fuck do you solve that? that is a pretty tough, 
um, it situation. Almost, it's like really similar in a way that like maybe even something as simple as podcasting could be in the black community. Like maybe not so much now, but think like, you know, five, 10 years ago when all this shit was like really new and hadn't popped off yet. Yeah. People and I mean, were like, what the fuck is that? How do I get on that? Just, it's like a different, it's like a whole world that they're not connected to just yeah. like how craft beer is. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we're in this, like, like me and Ed are in this, uh, confluence of, of whiteness, like in Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh is this extremely white town. Uh, comedy scene is extremely white scene. Podcasting is extremely white scene. Like, and the beer industry is an extremely white scene. So like, you know, we're, you know, uh, so there's a lot of the things that, you know, that we do that we try to, you know, with Fresh Fest that it kind of allowed us to like bring all of those, you know, like, uh, circles together um but yeah there's a lot of those those barriers because again i mean there's you know if you don't have so the, first and foremost the median income here in pittsburgh is like for, for blacks is half of, of whites it's like you know like 27 versus like 56 um so when you have less money you have less time you have less freedom white people you, are making that much money well yeah I'm i mean not. this is you know, <laughs> <laughs> neither am i <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, so you, when you have less time, you have, ha you have less like, you know, uh, ability to like pursue, you know, artistic endeavors and things Absolutely, of that nature. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, equipment that you need to buy, like in order to get into, you know, hobbies and whatnot and like, you know, things of that nature. Um, and then even like in the culture, like the, the know-how even, you know, like that stuff is passed down when you have an education that you've paid, someone's paid for. And then even if you get a couple of people pay for it, they'll come back to the neighborhood and like teach some folks. You know what I mean? Like, so um you know there's there's a, there's quite a few barriers or whatever and uh with fresh fest you know we were able to offer um we wanted to build something we wanted to offer like uh you know basically you know access um to it in a safe space um you know it's kind of tough to get uh, to go around in pittsburgh as a black individual we're like i mean if you're caught in the wrong neighborhood i mean you could you know like <laughs> you could die like i mean it's really sure. the reality of it you know um you, you know uh you know with the police and whatnot um so like, you know, provide a, a safe space, provide, a, you know, access education, um, you know, um, with the collaborations, uh, they're actually, you know, speaking with the brewers and it's like a real collaboration, not just like, all right, we got this product we want to sell. Let's put your name on it and then get as much out as possible. It's like a real conversation like, hey, you know, what is it that you like to drink? You know, like um, what are the flavors that you you enjoy? You know, like this is how we can, you know, these are the styles that we have, this, you know, that we're, you know, like and, and building it from scratch. That in and of itself is a learning process that like now people can go back to the hood and say, oh, I got a beer over here. And then they come in and, and you have, uh, you know, you have a, um, a, di I might, a more diversified customer base for the uh, brewery and you have uh, opportunity for the black community because now, you know, we, we can learn this trade yeah, and a open up a, a billion dollar industry. So like now we can come in and, and, and open up a brewery and, you know, I, 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 I look thing too is like, I'll tell you this. So with me in beer, over the past few months, I've been drinking a lot less just because I've been bored. Mm. Like, I'm kind of getting a lot, like, there's there's just not a whole lot of stuff hitting my palate that's, like, exciting like it was. I think I just kind of oversaturated my own market, you know what I'm saying? That like makes sense. Having, like, access to all this really good beer all the time, you get burned out on it. But thinking about, like, what the black community has done for food over yeah. the years yeah. and thinking about the possibilities of that in the craft beer industry and bringing different ideas to the table just because they 
approach things differently. Yeah. It would I mean, be really interesting. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years, like what kind of shit could be on the table if people pick this up and start developing ideas. Yeah. I mean, it is like you said, it, I mean, beer is a food. So, you know, I want, I'm interested in how like the Indian culture, you know, gets into it. You know, the Asian culture, like the, the South American cultures, you mean like how they, you know, use the, their spices and 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 native foods to kind of like you know inject that into beer. You I mean, know like I mean? you you can get you could come across beers every once in a while from other places, or maybe it's just like a influenced by a certain culture, and it's always pretty interesting. But imagine mm. like instead of it being just a one off experimental thing, like people really fine tune it. I mean, I imagine imagine that. imagine breweries as diverse as restaurants in New York, like. I mean, like where every like I mean, you're going down and you're seeing black breweries and Hispanic breweries and Asian well, breweries and white. Fuck, I mean, that's like fucking problem with breweries right now. To me, it's like every brewery is like equivalent to like SoundCloud rappers, <laughs> where it's like everybody's just trying to do what's going to get the most streams. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? I mean, I understand it's a business. Mm. You got to turn over those fucking kegs, and mm. but it's like motherfucker. I it's like we went last time I was in Brooklyn. We went to like a few different breweries and every single one's like IPAs, IPA. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Let me go all over the fucking city just to drink the same fucking beer in five different rooms. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they sell, but like, I don't know. I think you got to have like a, a plan too. Cause that's not gonna be the thing forever. Like, how are you feeling about beer right now? Personally? I know I don't want to, I think I don't want to fuck up your brand. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I think, I think, I think most brewer, like, I think most brewers, at least the smart brewers that are getting into it now, hopefully they understand that, like, I mean, that whole, like, distribution, you know, across, you know, the states and the country and the whole that, that shit is dead. Like, opening up, you know I mean, and getting all, like, huge and, you know, four or five locations and all the bullshit, like, because, I mean, we're going to hit a bubble. So, yeah, like, you know, it's going to be... Doing it. Isn't Rheingeist opening up a spot here? Probably. I mean, you know, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to, there's going to be this, like, I, like, I feel there's going to be a a bubble at some point. Oh, there has the next, to be in the next five years. And I mean, you know, long term, you're looking, you know, 10, 20 years from now, like there'll be like bars almost like where, you know, there'll, there'll be, you know, their own little, little community, you know, brewery or whatever. And that's really where you, you go get your beer there. And like, they might have some around from within a like five mile radius or something like that. But like, you know, when you got like all these breweries within that, like that, like why ship in? You know what I mean? Like I'm talking to brewers now and they're like, it's hard for me to get my stuff, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, like, you know, down the road because it's not local enough. I mean, like, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, like, and, and I, I do enjoy that. I think that you would get more of, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think you would get a bit more diversity if, if more brewers kind of like subscribe to that and said, listen, um, we're going to service our community here. So like with it, with that, you're going to have to have your, you know, your Pilsner, uh, uh, IPA and, you yeah. know, a wheat beer or whatever. It's your a- little, like your, your, your staples, you know I mean? Maybe a red ale or some bullshit like that. But then like you have your like batches of, of shit that you, you know I mean, that you get funky with and, and you, and you do that knowing that like I'm making it for this community. And when that community is done drinking it, then we move on to the yeah. next thing as opposed to like, what's going to get people lining up like for like cans and shit like that. Like yeah. when you start trying to hit like that, then, I mean, you know, some some breweries are good at that. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, 
But there are definitely several breweries just in Pittsburgh that whenever they first opened up, draft lists were sick. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like a nice mixture of things, and then eventually it all just turns into IPAs. I think they're not doing that cool shit anymore. Yeah, But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think, like, some... I think some breweries um organically you know i mean like you know have lines you know around just because they were like the the legend had like spread and like i said i mean some folks like you know kind of manufacture and chase that like you know um that culture yeah they're like hype beasts yeah yeah i mean like it's (laughs) it's just i don't i don't know i mean just like standing in line that's at the like other thing on a too. Tuesday it at like seems, 9 a.m. I'm like, it seems really absurd to, yeah, to do that for I, like some beer. Yeah, I, I just, I never, I, I want to go out and interview him. Like, I would want to like, because I just don't know what, like, man, the the rush hour traffic alone for that. Like, that's like, a, like you got you got to be there at nine on a Tuesday. Like, that's, you have to go through rush hour traffic unless you like just came at like six in the morning. Dude, and I've, just, gone, like, I've gone to a few events. Yeah. But I can on the weekday. I could not on a weekday. No. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I, was, I, remember, I swear I saw, like, I was at work the one day and, like, I was, like, scrolling through and motherfuckers like, had chairs out. Like, I was like, isn't it Wednesday? Like, like where the only, the, I'll, I'll say this the only brewery I could think of that I might go out of my way to get something for is a, a bottle release for some barrel aged shit at Voodoo. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they've I'm got like, a lot of. I might um, go out of my way for some of that, but even now, like, mm. there was. I mean, I saw on Facebook the one day they had like a like they just do their bottle releases like real randomly now where it's like, oh, like in 30 minutes, these are going on sale and come down. And like I could have went down there. Yeah. I was like, I don't even give a fuck. Like just kind of like exhausted with it. Like it kind of ruins the magic of it when you instead of like it finding you now you're chasing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The beer never tastes as good as the effort you put into it when you're like standing in line all day and shit like that. And I could say that from the perspective of someone that's done it once or mm. twice. You know, it's like it just it isn't as good versus like somebody just happens to bring over something and you're chilling with your friends like, oh, this is fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only way that I've ever gotten it. I've never had like I've never like like chased a beer. It, it kind of just it. If I gotta work for it, kind of like I don't. I mean, this is this is like fun for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like now, while I have taken on a great deal of stress <laughs> in this industry <laughs> <laughs> now with this fucking festival, um, you know, I mean, for the most part, it's a it's a fun thing, and even the festival again is a fun thing for me. Like the podcast is fun. Like I get to hang out with like you know some of my best friends and record and talk to like cool ass people and then with yeah. this festival you know like it's a community of people that like all these brewers like you know the reason why i didn't feel like a first year festival is because you know i talked to all the brewers going into it and then i talked to all the like all the people around and all the 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 food trucks and the and the the bands and the the stage guys and like everybody that was there wanted it to be a thing and i just kind of took their advice um so even then it was it was fun um you know, in that regard, I don't want to like, like once I start putting in too much effort, then it becomes work, and it's like I don't even want to yeah. do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Man, like. it, it changed the changes the whole the whole dynamic of it. But it's easy. It was easy for me to get lost in it temporarily. Like mm. you get because like I don't know. I just got so fucking into it, and then it gets to a point when there are certain beers that the only way you're gonna get them is if you really go out yeah. of your way for yeah. Them. 
So then I started they were doing just, that. Those were like, just not meant for just, me, man. It never, <laughs> very rarely has it ever been the thing where it was like, oh, I'm really glad that, you know, I went out of my way yeah. for this. Yeah. Most of the time it's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, I mean, people keep, you know, actually like, oh, man, when do you open up a brewery? And I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want any fucking parts of owning yeah, that's a, or that's, operating a brewery that's a whole different what thing. so fucking ever, man. Even like, just something as simple, well, a lot of people probably think it's simple to put together something like a festival. Yeah, I mean. But it is not. No, that's a, that's a like, no. that's a, you know, that's a, a year-long part-time, if not full-time job. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely full-time at this point, like a lot of hours um yeah i mean it was it was i mean it was I'm, i don't know i don't want to say lucky but i mean i've been i've been producing shows um for like five to six years the comedy now. shows so you have yeah some experience so i have like yeah i mean shit, yeah, yeah like you know so like coming from that background it was it was a bit like easier to kind of get into it from there it was just kind of a progression of of what i was doing and like i was um directing the uh, pittsburgh comedy festival uh, for three years um, as well. So like, you know, I've had some festival experience, um, you know, in some capacity in that regard. So like kind of just like this, you know, it was just kind of like a, 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 a test to see if it could, sure. if it could actually, so you I'm, know. And, I'm and, curious to know about um, Fresh Fest. So I did, was not able to attend last year because we had a show the same day that you did your thing. I'm gonna try to make it this year. Yeah, it was it was so lock it out. I w- I wanted to be there so fucking bad. It was just one of those things. Like whenever you are, I mean, you would probably yeah. obviously know as an, an entertainer and yeah. performer. Of Everybody's sorts, working like, you when you're gig, working. You got a gig. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? So, but I'm really curious just to know about um, anything from last year that went maybe not so well or wrong that you're trying to attack this year. Only because I think like having conversations about things that you can do to improve things is like, I don't know. I, I yeah. like those conversations. So I'm just um, curious to know about yeah, what, no, what I mean, experiences you had that you're uh, looking to improve. I would definitely. So our, we had this like, so I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> Nova place, uh, they had a, some like uh, the, the one of their, their irrigation system, like somebody poked a hole in their irrigation system. So the that like whole grassy area was like flooded. We couldn't use it. So our original floor plan like had all of that like that space utilized. That was like a good like sixteen tenths that we now had to find space for elsewhere. Okay. And that's not like ten by ten like tents. That's not an easy task day of like I mean walking in. Yeah, it's um, like, you're you're on some borderline fire festival. Yeah, like I mean like, it was like <laughs> wait no. wait what like we don't have like we can't use this whole fucking thing like um so yeah we had to like run around and like reposition because we had like we sent out like a layout to everybody everybody had their numbers oh, like yeah. they had all, the, all that all that shit and then all that shit now. so now they're coming up and they're like where the fuck is my table and I'm like you know and then we didn't even have a system in order to tell them where the table because we didn't even and then like like the the company that we utilized um was uh because like we were all scrambling at the end like this was all like ticket sales so like we were buying like like booking shit like the last week like and we had we had had, 
we had a venue change two weeks before the for the before the it event. Sounds a lot like Firefest. Bef- two weeks before the event, <laughs> the event we had a, 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 a minus venue change. The, minus all the bad intentions. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we had a we had a we had a venue change two weeks before the event, and then um, the the people that we uh, we booked the tables with like gave us 10 less tables and we were like we booked or whatever like why the fuck did you bring us they're like yeah we didn't have enough so we just gave you what we had like that's not how this works like (laughs) what do you that's the funny thing because like obviously kind of like just jokingly comparing this to fire festival because at least your festival no, I was, I, yeah i was watching that fucking but, so, documentary like like well, nervous and shit, like why the fuck would you do that like yeah but, there but there's also the the thing too is like i mean there's a lot of terrible things with fire festival there was a lot of it too that like i empathized with just mm. as somebody who was also booked festivals like with brutal and stuff like yeah. that like there's a lot of things like i think a lot of people that watch the documentary don't understand how much shit is not in your control yeah. because you'll have things that like the rug is constantly getting pulled out of yeah. you. Like, oh, you can't do this here. Somebody that's supposed to like you're relying on a whole mess of people. Yeah, and a certain percentage of them are gonna fuck you over at some point. <laughs> yeah, but just like learning how to roll with the punches. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the thing that with uh, fresh. Like, I mean, with with and I was looking at fire. Fire was just a a a, a motherfucker that couldn't be told no. Oh and yeah, and like there was bad intentions had, from the yeah, jump. and he had like a lot of fucking money, so he was just like throwing money and like telling people to do shit. Well, he had a lot of and fake money. It wasn't yeah, really money. Yeah, <laughs> he really I mean, have it. He was just telling people. So like, did. when you have that, like, you're gonna have people that like, you know, I mean, people aren't really invested in it. They're just like, all right, man just if you're gonna pay me fuck it then let's do it or whatever whereas like with with fresh we were able to like have so many people that were invested in it so like while that like all the shit was going bit like the fucking um we had to move the stage we had like we recruited these like um like muscle beach dudes from like there's this uh this gym there in nova place so like there was like these like there were like eight like bodybuilder type dudes that came out and like moved the stage like they put like picked it up the whole fucking stage <laughs> and moved it across like it was like like brewers were coming in like they had like you know we didn't have a place for our ice matt brought like a fucking uh cooler down and shit like that so it was like so why all like while all of this shit is like burning down you have all these people that are really invested in it like helping to put the fires out and like putting in that extra work yeah. to like make it happen and that's what like yeah like <laughs> 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 I mean, like so so like that's why like um you know it 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 was a, it was such a, a beautiful thing last year because people wanted it to happen you know what i mean like the brewers wanted it to happen the collaborators wanted it to happen like stewards of beer like they um they coordinated all the volunteer services and they've been like running brew festivals for like years so like they were you know um heavily involved and uh we had this uh we had this uh family drive up um paradise rum uh they uh <laughs> There was like five of them. They drove up, drove up from uh, Georgia, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we, um, you know, we're up here for the festival." And we're like, "Listen, man, this is the VIP portion. Like, your tickets are the the regular portion." We were like, "But I mean, since you drove all the way up here, man, just go in there and have some fun." And like halfway through the festival, like people were coming up to me like, "Yo, man, like there's this rum is is delicious." I was like, "Rum?" I'm like, "Oh, you mean the." the whiskey they're like no man there's rum here i was like what do you mean there's rum and like i go over and like they have a table set up and apparently they went to mike and was like look man we got like we own this rum company we got like a bunch of like in the trunk like can we just set up and and pour samples and he was like yeah so we found them a table and they poured at the event like it was insane like the type of shit that like popped up at that festival 
Yeah, that's fucking tight. Yeah, I mean, so, so like... So, with all the chaos going on, you were still able to find some time to enjoy the festival, or were you just, like, running nah, the man, whole time? not at all. Like, I don't, yeah. like... Like, that's that's why, like, the, like the, the, the things that I know about the festival are the shit that went wrong. Like, that's really... <laughs> all like that's all it was for me was like a string of fires that i was putting out uh-huh. the whole time that's um that's... like i mean i i had four four or five pours throughout the like you know 10 hour event um <laughs> i mean it was that's... you know i got i got in maybe a couple of pictures i mean like that's, that's the irony of this like you put all this time and this effort into this thing literally for everybody else like you don't even get to enjoy it not at all man it was the weirdest fucking thing in my life like to spend you know six six to eight months like on a project and then it'd be like oh, over yeah. like Toast. just like that and and like i was like ready to turn up i'm like all right guys let's like party like and, and everybody's like I'm yeah saying my, thanks <laughs> i'm gonna put this out there this year just make sure day and ed and everybody else get their like three hours where you leave them the fuck alone <laughs> no, <laughs> let, <that's... laughs> let them enjoy the fruits of their labor all right i'm gonna i'm gonna try to like i'm gonna try to let to enjoy maybe like i don't know i mean fool i the thing that I, I guess the 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 thing that we kind of had to we we were able to enjoy was the podcast uh, portion of it um the vip portion uh we interviewed um harlem brewing and uh uh black frog brewing out of um toledo and uh you know like it, you know it was like 150 people and just kind of like tasting all these you know somebody had brought up these like beers from florida so we were like you know tasting yeah. all these like you know crazy beers and having this conversation and like that was about as much you know like of a reprieve and fun as i was gonna have at the yeah i mean like i was running around like putting everything together and then i stopped had a you know hour-long interview with them had some beers um and then it was right back to work and um yeah i mean like you know people but like the only thing like it's it's a weird thing because like all like i said all i know are the fires and you know with a festival or or any other event you kind of want to also know what went right and with comedy shows i'm able to see what went right because there's more time for me to kind of like look and and observe and like watch it from yeah you know i mean like different angles whereas with the festival i was too busy like running around like doing all the wrong shit so like i don't know what people enjoyed about it like you know there's this like legend of fresh fest and people were like oh it was such a great time but i don't know exactly what that great time was because i didn't get a chance to observe any of it you know what i mean like i was just like oh shit we need ice oh from, shit we need glasses from an- outsider perspective looking in i you know i I know a lot of people that were there it just seemed like the majority of the people that were there had maybe never been to an event like that before so it was a lot of discovery you know what i mean it's like a playground for adults to try out all these different things like try beers they hadn't had before see local musicians vendors and things that they weren't aware of and just like have their eyes opened in this very, very like a, like a very dense area, you know, like all this stuff happening in this one small place that nobody was aware that any of this was happening. (laughs) Holy shit. There's all these people that are like me and doing stuff that I'm into Mm. around here. Like in the area, or these people just exist. It's fucking crazy to have all that thrown in your lap, especially if you're somebody that isn't part of the local art scene or music scene or anything. Like there's a lot of people that were there, I'm sure that were just there because they heard about it. Yeah. And they're not people that are tied into like any sort of underground Pittsburgh thing. 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess that does make sense. I mean, we 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 tried our best to, you know, and then we're, we're going to do it again this year is, you know, with the collaborations, um, you know, giving those, um, you know, giving those entities like that, that voice and that space to kind of be like, hey, we're, you know, we're here. Um, and then, you know, again, it's a lot of it, you know, was that, you know, the podcast, a lot of the people that we work with, I'm pretty sure just, I mean, for the most of the people that were um, collaborating on the, on the festival, had been on a podcast at some point yeah. that we had met, you know what I mean? And we're already like, you know, uh, aware of and fans of what they were doing. Um, so whereas like the podcast was only maybe, maybe able to, you know, get their, you know, who, you know, who they were out to, you know, a few folks, um, the festival was able to get them out, you know, a bit more, um, you know, even with like, you know, the press and, the, and, and then having their, you know, their beer on tap at a place, you know, as well. Can we touch on some of the, the negativity that surrounded the festival because yeah. <laughs> we actually the one thing that was a bummer we actually recorded an episode last year mm. remember outside yeah. of lorelei and I yeah f- fucking fucking fucked up with the microphone cable again here i am again look how fucking bold i am right now both times i do podcasts with you not wearing headphones especially after <laughs> the last one that we did was all <laughs> fucked up so i wasn't wearing headphones yeah. here i am cocky as shit right now like oh yeah it's probably fine yeah. you're gonna leave it's gonna be fucking trash and just wasting your time again no i'm sure it's okay no it's uh it's always it's, it's <laughs> always it's always a good conversation so it's like while while like you know i'd be like oh man that kind of sucks it yeah, just was like no, was, it still was a good conversation anyway so it's always that. like but yeah there was some interesting negativity yeah no i mean it was um it was a lot of racist ass white people talking about you know like oh you're fucking you know you're racist why are you bringing why are you bringing things you know why is it about race why is it you know this and the other and like that shit is like you know it's wild because you know when it's a german festival or an italian festival or a fucking polish festival like nobody's like oh my god why has it got to be about race you know like nobody says anything about that shit like as soon as you say a black festival it's like oh my god like you know because you know, it, it, people. You, know, you can't you can't empower anyone uh, without making somebody feel, you know, uh, weakened by it or well, yeah, threatened that, by it in some way. It I just mean, blows my mind that everybody like people that take things as personal attacks that have nothing to do with them. No, nah, I mean, well, I mean, but it, do but it does, you. but it does have something to do with them in the sense that, like, if you oh, call attention to the fact that they have some sort of advantage, now it makes them, you know, reevaluate, you know, their self worth. Like, I mean, if you believe that you got here, you know, and everything that you know is is yours is because you deserve it, and that you worked hard, so you, it's supposed to be yours. Then, like, somebody comes around and goes, mm, "You might have had a leg up." Then, like, now you you know you can either one say mm, maybe I maybe maybe I could I should look at like some of my advantages you know what i mean like and how i got here or whatever or you could be like you know what fuck you you know you like we all got the same you know like you know da, 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 you know american dream buddy like you know it's so funny to like boil it down to being angry about like something as trivial as a, a beer festival I mean, but it's I mean, it's, it's not surprising, it's, but it's, not, it's just so yeah. like it, but it's not a corny. but it's not a it, but it's not about it's not about a beer festival for them. When you put black in front of it, now it's political. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, because you're calling attention to race. You're calling it like and like not again, 
not the not the cool ones not again not the not the the germans and the nordics and the, i mean like all like you know you're talking about the black folks now you know what i mean and like you know here in america we don't really want to talk about the black folks you know what i mean we don't want to like call attention to that problem that's here you know what i mean we kind of just want to you know everybody's everybody we, we don't really want to sure. see color because if we don't see color then none of this like you know none of this really matters you know what i mean like everybody that that gets it has it coming because they deserve it so like when you call attention to that and say hey like you know let's celebrate the black culture then people start to kind of be like mm, but you know what about me what about me you know what i mean like um and it's hard to you know it's, it's the same thing with with you know with men like i mean you have you know anytime you call attention to like women's issues or whatever and they're like oh you know some some dude comes out and is like oh you know not all men or like you know let's uh charge women for like you know false accusations like what about that shit like i mean it's always some like dickhead that's like ah come on man like i mean because they feel threatened in some way like if you if you if some some soft egoed men are like oh my god like you know like you know you're, you're a woman you should be you know doing this this is the way it should be or whatever i mean it's the same thing with you know with, with the white folks when you say a black beer festival um it's, but at, at the end of the day you can't really like it's it's good that they react in that way because they're starting a conversation it's a conversation that needs to be started i mean that and the irony of it is the fact that they're reacting the way that they are only proves the importance of what you're trying to do yeah. it, like it really is like like this needs to be a thing because like there are people that are still upset and still think about these things. And that's mm -hmm. why we need to, you know, make the voice of this louder and that, let people know that like, you know, this is, we're human beings too. And we're into the same shit that you are. And that's but like, we know, and it's like, just because it's, you put black on it doesn't mean that it's about exclusively black people. I mean, it's like, like the black lives matter thing. That's not, what it was about 100%. It's still about like humanity mm. and being, you know, wanting, you know, equal rights for fucking everyone. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's, um, you know, like it, it's, we're celebrating black culture, just like we would celebrate any other culture or whatever. Um, but like what's, what's, what's telling is that like, it's all positivity. You know what I mean, like, you know, we have these collaborations. We have, you know, we, we're bringing in the community. There's a rainbow of people involved in this. And it's it's all positivity. We're, we're, we're uplifting folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in this, in this celebration. And when you see this all positive thing, this isn't even like a, this isn't a kneel. This isn't a protest. This isn't a, like, oh, militant yeah. thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it'd be, like a, it'd be one thing if we were like, yeah, let's, like, take to the streets and, like, you know, demand our rights in the beer industry and, like, you know, strike. And if we were on some, like, negativity type shit like that, like, I could I could almost kind of, like, see motherfuckers being like, all right, yeah, you know I mean, whatever. But this is all positive shit. Where yeah. We're just like, yo, hey, let's get together and make some fucking beer and dance and have and a great-ass yeah, time. And people for... are like, oh, shit, why is it, like, and they're like, you know what I mean? You're like, asking for one day to be like hey we're here too <laughs> no, we're we're not at, so <laughs> we're not, not we're not asking, asking for yeah. shit we're doing it yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we did it uh, like, like i mean this is what we're, this yeah, is what we're totally, doing totally. We're, and we're saying and like and we're saying like you know like like we're saying everybody come like the motherfucker like like i said i go to motherfucking german festivals man i, you know what I mean i go to fucking polish man i love fucking some lasagna at a motherfucking italian festival yeah you know i mean like so i'm gonna i'm gonna go to those festivals y'all come to our festivals too yeah, yeah i mean we're not even like complaining why don't you come out and see what it's all about i mean we ain't like black only I think we, this, this ain't about segregation yeah this is about a celebration of uh, who the fuck we are i mean we um we built a lot of shit like i feel like we deserve a party 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and um, so I mean, like I said, I mean, it's a, it's like I said, it's 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 nice in that regard because you know, with that negativity, all I do is kind of like say, hey, you see that? That's why we're doing this, and it it speaks for itself, like because there's really no negativity to be had here. So when you see that negativity from them, then it allows at least some folks that like to make that are on that fringe that like to maybe sometimes believe that racism doesn't exist or that like, you know, we're moving past it or that, you know, we're in a post, you know, ex- you know, America, they can go, mm, maybe there's still some work, you know, that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, they start to get to work. I mean, um, so, so moving on from negatives mm. to positives, there's a whole lot of cool shit happening this year. One thing you're doing, are you doing one day or two days this year? So we're, um, the, I remember the festival seeing something is going to be two days, but yeah. I don't know. Like, so the festival is going to be from 12 to 10, uh, on Saturday, but we're going to also have a, um, a like meet and greet, uh, with the brewers, uh, Friday night. Um, so more like a socialing, a social. Yeah, like a so yeah. like a beer share. Like with a low the, key. Yeah, I mean, thing, like yeah. yeah with Is that the, also at Nova Place? Um, no, uh, we're we're still um, shopping. Uh, yeah gotcha. shopping the uh, venue for that one. All right. um, but uh, that'll be like a low key. So the the VIP ticket is um, 150 bucks, and that covers the VIP um, session for uh, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Sunday. So the yeah, there'll be a Sunday. Sunday. There's a Sunday brunch as well. Oh, okay. Um, so still like, working on that spot too. Yeah. Right. Um, so like we'll have, you know, the VIP ticket will cover all three of those events, and then on top of that, we'll have maybe another fifty tickets available, like that you can just purchase separately for those events. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean that'll be you know kind of like a a bottle share, um, couple of like you know a little panel, kind of some discussions. Yeah. Um, on Friday, Saturday, we're going to have, um, a VIP session from 12 to three. Um, we'll have a podcast with Garrett Oliver. Um, which uh, that's fucking awesome. That's happening. Yeah. That'll be at alloy 26. Um, same as last year. Uh, we'll have a DJ, um, for anybody that doesn't know Garrett Oliver. Yeah. He's the, um, uh, head brewer over at Brooklyn brewing. Yeah. You may Um, have heard of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's uh, a really, really smart dude. Um, kind of, I don't know. He's one of those like beer legends, like oh, in the pi- in, Brooklyn. They're a pioneer in the craft beer game. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's um, he's he's a kind of a big deal, uh, and and he happens to be black. Uh, so yeah. you know. <laughs> it's wild, like going in there. Like I've been, I've been to Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. And, like they have um, like posters in there from like old beer festivals that they did, like the like nineteen ninety three craft beer festival. Like, yeah. What the, what the fuck? I've never. I haven't. I don't been even down think it said yet. craft beer. I think it was just like you know beer festival. But like thinking about them trying to put together that culture for that long yeah yeah it's crazy how much of like the east coast and their involvement in getting beer over here like like the craft beer thing just in general like uh you know brooklyn brewery was really big and then there was that dude i think his name's tom from monk's cafe Mm. in philly like he was the dude that like basically one of the people that introduced like belgians to america yeesh yeah, I mean, you, know, I mean, you can just they still you can go to the fucking brew pub in Philly. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. If you've never been there, highly have, recommended. No, I have not been. Yeah, there Monk's yet. Cafe. It's a good, it's a tight spot. Yeah, no, but I yeah, don't. I mean, and like those are dudes that like that. All that shit was happening in the early '90s, from my understanding. Yeah, and, like they're still in it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's just quite a few legends out there. Um, I'm still like a novice when it comes to like the beer industry. Like, you know, that's where like, yeah, I tell like it's nice to I like think, I'm I gonna think get you know a chance more than to. You realize. Eh, I mean, I know some things, but I mean, I there's still quite a bit out there that I I don't know. Um, and that's why like it's a it's like it's 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 fun getting to you know learn all of that. You know what I mean, yeah. like, um, you know, putting on these festivals uh you know talking to these brewers and they're coming you know and like this year you know super excited because we've got people coming in from you know all around the country and like you know even the world we've got folks from you know canada and guatemala and india coming in that's fucking um, crazy and uh you know um you know and, and I, I, i'm gonna get a chance to sit down and have a one-on you know like a you know kind of one-on-one with um garrett oliver at this the, at this You've festival been thinking like, about like what you want to talk to him about ask him he's gonna do it the way you always do it yeah i mean i'm sure as we get a little closer we're gonna get hit with a lot of like folks that have you know i mean like hey make sure you throw it out there you know i mean out there it's like you know anytime there's a big guest somebody's like throwing us like you know the the good questions to like ask there or whatever um but also like you know we kind of we also kind of wanted it to be a little bit more of a you know drinking partners kind of loose format to see where it goes the one thing that i really respect about brooklyn brewery is that and maybe they have the a luxury of doing this because they've been such a staple for so long. But breweries like Brooklyn Brewery and Bell's is another one. They they never seem to get on hype trains. It's like mm. they do what the fuck they want to do. And they make, you know, nothing too like bougie or out of control, like all just simple, really good beers. Yeah. But the thing that was fun was the last time I was at Brooklyn Brewery, they have like a tap room exclusive stuff and it's all weird funky crazy yeah. stuff i was like what the fuck yeah. I, I, you would never expect brooklyn to do that but yeah. like my question i'd be interested to ask him is just like uh what uh how thoughtful or how much thought process goes into the stuff that you put out to the public versus the funky stuff maybe mm. they they know that it's not going to market really well. And the yeah. reason why they're as big as they are is because they kind of like, they stick to the hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, especially the, with like the, the volume that they're at and the consistency. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I guess the average beer drinker or even like the, the newer, um, you know, folks getting into craft beer understand, you know, how hard it is to be consistent. Um, you know, year in and year out for that long. Um, I mean, cause there's even some breweries that like, you know, once they, they reach a certain, you know, production level, like it changes and their product is like different and, yeah. mean, or they change management, they change, you know, whatever. We, I was just at, um, founders in Grand Rapids. That building is so huge. Yeah. Like their production facility is, it's insane. It looks like a, fucking like an airplane hanger yeah <laughs> like the, the amount of space that they have in there but it's like the amount of beer that they fucking put out is yeah. like it's astronomical yeah i like i, I can't even imagine uh, <laughs> like what that is because uh like i think the biggest brewery that i've been to was trogues i want to yeah. say and from my understanding like trogues is like is is maybe like a quarter if not less than the size of like bells you know yeah I mean? bells like, is pretty big yeah. yeah i mean bells is fucking huge from my understanding and like and trogues was for me like mind-blowing i mean I was yeah like, how the fuck yeah like, um <laughs> like it was it was it was just 
huge. I was looking at a tank like fuck. So like I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even imagine. Spot. I couldn't even imagine. Um, and I'm I'm excited. I mean, like as you know, in my beer journey, you know, I'm get to travel a bit more. There's another and see brewery something. that's really good at avoiding the hype trains. Trogues? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they um they put out a lot of they put out a lot of funky shit um but they I think that because they're still really only distributing from my understanding like in PA or whatever so they don't like so they get the and they have such a like a devoted following and they have that like um that scratch series. Yeah. So, you know, there's a they have a lot of like um I don't know. I feel like they they they're doing it right like in the sense that like they have their shit that's like there. They have their scratch series where like I mean it's not always like a hit. I've had some some trogues where I'm like, man, that's not yeah. the, that's not it for me. You know what I mean, you know, but like it never stays around for too long, you know, and I they th- have I think with breweries a, a note that is maybe worth taking is something that I would say of any like musician or a restaurant or whatever. I think the important thing is like in the conversation of life. What are you and your brand being, bringing to the conversation? Like, do you have your own voice mm. or are you just like saying the same shit that other people are saying? Yeah. If you know what I mean? I think breweries like Trogues and Brooklyn, they have their like unique voices. So people are excited to have, quote, conversations with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, full disclosure, we're doing a collaboration with Trogues. So that's. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't be. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah, that Um, is fucking sick. Is that for Fresh Fest? Yeah, it'll be the Fresh Fest collab. That's fucking sick. Have you? Is that like? Is that that like the first time I've been telling anybody? Oh shit, dude, that is fucking awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be kind of dope. Kind of dope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Um, and then uh, BBC is uh, doing a collaboration with Brew Dogs. Okay. Um, so that'll be the um. BBC that's Black Brew Culture. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Potter. Yeah. Uh, he's co-founder of Fresh Fest. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, um. You know, like I said, it's it, it's just kind of dope to get to work with um work with you know. Do you know what? Do you know what kind of what kind of beer you're doing? You got some ideas no, out there? We we ain't even. We still gotta get together and get to talking and you know talking and out sipping. Exactly, yeah. Get to figuring <laughs> out you know what is gonna be. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, because they're those dudes are. I mean, they can do just about anything. Oh yeah, they're like super, like weird. So like, so, it's it's nice to like. I want to kind of talk to them and see where their heads at and see where we like. Yeah, you been talking about and then come up with some crazy bullshit like right now with beer and you and your uh, beer journey, as we'll call it. Where do you feel like you're at now? What kind of stuff are you into? Is there anything specifically? Or are you still um, just kind of where you work? Like, I always took you as just like you know, if it's good, I'll fucking drink it. I'm I don't want to invest too much into this. Yeah, I mean, like that's I mean, I'm I'm still very open to like whatever's out there. Like, if somebody hands me something, I'll try it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Um, you know, and I and I can you know, and I can I can taste the quality in something and not like it. You know I mean, I could be like, well, this is a well-crafted beer. It's just not my thing. You know I mean, yeah. like, you know, some folks, I, you know, when I first got into it, I was like, well, you know, IPAs are supposed to be the thing, right? You know, let's drink, you know, and, and oh, what are you doing drinking that? And, you know, kind of like, you know, the judgmental side of things or whatever. But now I'm like, you know, like, you know, some things are good, some things aren't. Um, I, uh, I love barrel-aged shit. So, like, that's, like, for me, like, my favorite, like, 
style of beer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like barrel aged IPAs. I had a barrel aged IPA and I did not enjoy it. I don't know if it was just that. What do you know? What one. kind of barrel it was? Um, it was a, a whiskey barrel. Okay. Um, it you, was actually like a. It was a, a Jameson barrel. I think it was. If you ever get a chance to have a gin barrel aged IPA, yeah, fire. Yeah, I don't because know because the if gin I, I has I that same like. The, the you know like gin has that kind of like that pininess sort yeah. of thing that goes really well it balances really well yeah. with an IPA I might have to like I mean it's I, worth I, trying as yeah I'm yeah no I'm, I would I would try it I've I've had a couple of gin uh, barrel aged things I don't like I think what is it is it like juniper is the thing sure that's in maybe or whatever or some kind of whatever that that um that like because I'm not a big gin fan like, yeah I mean like so there's something about you know but I mean. Like the like the the darker the better, you know, I mean, stouts, yeah. porters, you know, yeah. and like there was this like when I first started getting in the beer, there was like it was the age of like all everybody was barrel aged and every fucking thing, so like it was like on tap of plenty and like uh-huh. it was like yeah. almost like year round, like and I fucking love that shit. And then the um then the uh, uh the haze came in and it's yeah. been haze for quite some time. I I. I... I'm not a fan of it. No, no. I am. Um, I, I, like, I, mean, like I like a good a... beer is a good beer, but there's just something about, regardless of the flavor of beers, there's something about the hazy beers that just make me feel a little extra bloated and kind of farty and just yeah. like I don't like the way I feel. It just mm. doesn't react with the chemistry of my body for whatever reason. Yeah. So I tend to like stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of a lot of shit in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a big like. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's a big complex beer. With, yeah. Like, I mean, it's all kind of so like you know, it's there's more in it than maybe even needs to be in it. You know what I mean, um, so I can I can see that, and I, I know a lot of people have had that same uh, uh, you know complaint, like you know, like you know, putting like oatmeal in it and shit like yeah, that, and all like, like you know, just a little, this, bit, a little bit too much. I mean, I guess I get it, but at the same time, it's like. I like beers that, you know, still taste like beers. If I want a fucking juice, I'm just going to drink a cup of juice. You know what the fuck I'm saying? Like, I want like, beer flavored like, beer. <laughs> I mean, like, there could be some some nuance, but it would be like, you know, if, like, I don't know, a fucking, like, uh, Metallica recorded a hip-hop song. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to hear that. If I'm yeah. listening to Metallica, I kind of want to hear a heavy metal song. Yeah, no, You no, can no. do it, so if it's like... Yeah, I mean, if, I'm, I, if it's a beer, like I just kind of want I some feel, beer. I feel you. I'm, st- I mean, I'm still down I'm, to try whatever. I like, like, I like. I, I, I mean, I love the, I love those fucking like slushy beers. Like, I love all <laughs> the, I love all the weird shit. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, but like, I can only have like one of those weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know what I mean, like that's. I love the weird shit because I love to see what you can do, where you can take this genre. You know what I mean, Absolutely. like mix it up and like you know whatever. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be my thing. You see what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm gonna have one and be like, you know what? That's that's really good. But then I'm gonna go back to my shit. Like same thing with like a hazy. Like you know, so like I, I I enjoy the hazy because, um, it's even when you fuck it up. It's still like a fruity fucking yeah, you know I mean, like and it and it can hide a yeah. lot of imperfections and like it's almost like so if I go to a brewery and it's not a great brewery, but they have like like and I look on the tab, like they like if they have a hazy, I know I can get a hazy and it's gonna be just fine. you know, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be yeah. drinkable, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, and that's really like why why I enjoy that. Like, st- like you know, uh, as opposed to like a pilsner or a lager or whatever. Um, 
but it's not like I'm not like man you know can't wait to go get the new hazies that's better out like it's not my go-to like I said now if I come to your establishment and you got something barrel aged I'm like yes give me that please you know what uh-huh. I mean like um, because it is a bit more you know it's a bit more expensive it's a longer process it's uh, usually usually some care has been you know taken in that um, in that beer it wasn't just like haphazardly like yeah. thrown together you know as an afterthought or you're chasing a uh, you know a, a trend of some sort like um have you had that um the banana coconut barrel aged dragon's milk yet i did um i had that uh out like we were out in cali um at pabst and uh they had because they um pabst actually runs the marketing for uh or the sales for New Holland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I had that. Uh, it was like a reserve, like the yeah. banana coat. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's gnarly. Oh, my God. It's yeah. A, oh, oh. I was just, so I was going to ask you. I was like, yeah, that was, that's the most recent barrel aged beer that I've had that I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. There's so, so much good. like unique flavor in this. It still tastes like a fucking beer, but it has like the right highlights of those other flavors. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> I love dragon's milk as is, yeah, you know what I mean? Fire. And then like I was banana coke. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I hate I hate coconut like the actual coconut. Yeah. I don't like the texture of it, but I love the flavor of it. So and then we put a banana in there and it was it was the right balance. Like uh-huh. it didn't taste like some artificial sweetener type shit. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. I hate banana. Like artificial banana flavoring, yeah, like I mean, the banana like, popsicles. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, exactly. Like or like t- laffy taffy runts. and shit like Remember that. Runts? Yeah, like anything banana flavored, like that artificial flavor is trash. So like I knew that like this was like conditioned or had like actual bananas in that motherfucker. Yeah. Like so it was. Oh, yeah, no, that was that was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I went. I was at a uh, Goodwood. Um, okay, yeah, and they have it's a whole barrel age festival. It was the first time there. I didn't like like. Um, Did you stay out of trouble? No, <laughs> I, I, I was I was relatively put together by the end of it. So, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is all I was hoping to be. Yeah. Um. With that, uh, and it, it was so. It was like it that was like heaven for me, man. Like that was, um, I mean, of all the beer festivals that I've been to, that was like the best, like sure, one that I right because of. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was. I mean, it was like it was there. You know, down at East End. Um. You know, it wasn't like too many breweries. It wasn't too big of a thing, like more of a, you know, smaller kind of affair. And like, I mean, it was just, it was like quality as fuck. Like, yeah. and like all of the, like all of the brewers were there. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, that's, and that's what like, um, I like, I like to go to brew festivals like and like the, the gatherings, ones. the ones, yeah, yeah, where the actual brewers are going to be there where you can actually have a conversation with the people that are making it and not just like maybe some reps that are standing by or, you know what I mean, some volunteers pouring or whatever. Like it's an actual, that for me is like, you know, an actual festival that like, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I find that fun too. There's something where there's beer festivals I've been to where, you know, you'll see like, oh, like, it's advertised that there's, you know, Bells, Founders, Trogues, like all these people yeah. are going to be there. But it's just like fest- festival volunteers pouring kegs that got sent there. Yeah. And yeah. It's just it, like, oh, like, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like I'm in Market District, but outside. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't like if I if I if I see any like, want, like big out of town like brewer on a like, thing, like I don't even like. And you want them to like bring unique shit too, like, you know what I mean? It's always just like. 
all like standard stuff being poured by people that know nothing about any of it. Exactly. You're it's, not having a conversation any yeah. about the beer anymore. You're just like, it's almost like you're just like checking off from on untapped and being like, well, we got this beer. You know what I mean? Like on to the next one, you know? Um, and then, I mean, like you can really, I mean, how many can you really have, you know, I guess if you're really dedicated, like, I mean, shit, even like, I mean, even at Fresh Fest, like it's, you know, it's a problem that we, um, that we run into because we, you know, like, I don't want it to be this big yeah, I mean, you got Walmart like 20 type. breweries, right? Yeah. We got 20 black breweries, um, coming in and then we have, uh, 40 collaborations, like, you know I mean, on tap, like, so like it's. Nobody you, can try. Nobody's going to, they're day. not going to do 40. Like, I mean, like I said, I, I was there last year. I had four of them. Um, and then, you know, most people like when they were, if they really put it on, you know, like they would go through maybe 20 samples and that's like, that's, a lot that's of like, yeah, beer. that's like, that's like sip, you know, oh, like yeah. spray though. Yeah. You know I mean, and like go on to the next one or it's whatever. Like, and like, that's not know, 24 ounce pours. That's like almost a six pack of beer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's not more. I can't do that math in my head. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's it's a lot of beer. I mean, it's like two forties. Well, I would um, say if four uh, like a bottle is what twelve ounces, so three four ounce pours is one bottle. Yeah. So yeah. three divided by twenty. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it's like six, six seven. Six, seven yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that's over. It's more than a six pack of beer. Yeah, exactly. Because you're mean, also never just getting four ounces of beer. <laughs> There's yeah, always a little extra. Yeah, I mean, some folks like some folks will like pour out. Yeah, I mean that's why we have to have like dump buckets, oh, like yeah, spray they, like, bottles and shit. They take a sip and then they like throw because you're not gonna like everyone. And honestly, like, I mean, I almost feel like if you like. If you like everyone, then it's probably a, a failure of a festival because, like, you should have a diversity in flavor that, like, you know, I mean, I mean, maybe you are that type of person that just likes everything and your palate yeah. is so, you know, what I mean, diverse well, and whatever. Thing but I was going to say is, I think that something that I haven't seen beer festivals do, um, like, say, like, you have a pamphlet or some sort of a guide that's telling you where everything is, mm. having like a suggested route. Like starting from light to dark or something like that for people that aren't experienced. So they don't drink a bunch of crazy shit, mm. fuck up their palate. They mm, go thinking. try some like stuff that's not so crazy and they're not even getting the right flavor. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people want to be that nerdy about it, but it might yeah. help to just be like, yo, the beginning here's of the day, the... like, here's your lights, you know, a suggested. Yeah. yeah kind of rude like how if you get like a flight of beer somewhere, how they'll put it in the order that you should mm -hmm. drink it. Like, yeah. The recommended. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess with that you'd be coordinating, um, coordinate with brewers to bring in various like styles and shit like that. Or I mean, just like knowing what everybody's gonna have, and then you yeah, having those together mean, based and off of that. that. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, once we get like maybe like more people onto that shit, and that sounds. I'm thinking about that shit right now. That sounds like. 13 hours of work like <laughs> i don't like, know about that i mean you just get all the like, like everybody knows what they're brewing at some point right mm, like they know what they're gonna bring mm, mm, mm. or they don't oh i mean i don't i don't, I don't. <laughs> so i mean it's crazy because what i found was that like i was like hey guys like you know get these get the get, like i need the the tap list need to know what you guys are bringing what are you guys bringing and like i don't know i think um I think part of it was they didn't they didn't want like because like with the collaborations like some of them wanted to be like hush hush about well, what they're doing and kind of yeah. yeah like so they're like they don't want to tell you know you know what that is going to be or whatever you know what I mean and then like um you know I don't know if they're like 
ahead of time thinking like which which other two they're going to have or if they're looking at their inventory and going well this is what we have on stock so let's like you know what i mean like yeah. I, I don't know how they're how they're thinking and then and then i don't even know of all that shit yeah and then i don't even know how like you know like like not all brewers and the people that i have the point of contact with are as like um organized yeah, I mean, so like, ha- yeah, so yeah, <laughs> getting information from them isn't always uh, yeah. as. I think there's a qualification in order to brew beer. You have to be terrible at emails. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even let you in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 if like you need to have a your email if your email address isn't like Yahoo or Hotmail, yeah. <laughs> if you got like a Gmail, they're like, nah, you're not. You're, you're too. You're too ahead of the time. <laughs> gotta have an. AOL account <laughs> yeah. to get in. Yeah, no. So I mean it's um and that's the that's the problem with like, you know, again, is 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 any event of production is like you're working with artists and artists are fucking um lazy and entitled motherfucking people, man. Like Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> I mean, they're 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 great and they're hardworking, like individuals in their like, you know, I mean, in their field or whatever, but like, you know, they're not they're not always as gifted in the like the business side or whatever, which is why they have a team of people around them. You know I mean, like I yeah. wish I was so talented that I was able to just like have people around me that would get the other shit done. You know I mean, like and allow me to just do whatever the fuck it is that I do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, like when you're when you're working in this like production side of things, like it's all independent contracting. You know I mean, like so, you know, sometimes like, you know, I'm, I'm hitting up an artist for like a month like, hey, can I get a picture off of you so that I can put it in a fucking newspaper that's yeah. gonna like yeah. get you seen on a bunch you know what I mean like you know so and then you're dealing with egos because folks want you know more stage time or this or that or they want you know I mean it's such a it's um it's a thing I mean um not oh, that yeah. not to okay. say that like you know it's it's all bad like I love you know most of the people that I work with but I mean like you know anytime you're working in this you know in this industry you're working with you know personalities and 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 that's what I mean, that's what this industry is where, you know, that's how, that's why we're, you know, we're, that's why we were two people talking into a microphone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> where our egos are big enough to think that like, you know, what we say matters. You know what sure. I mean? Like, so anytime you're dealing in that, that realm of, of, of ego, you're going to, you know, have a bunch of, you know, like butting heads and, 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 you, and a I lack mean, of, you got to deal with it. And I think the only way you can really have a successful event is, you know, being able to empathize with people's egos and just compromise and you know try to work with them to make it yeah ego or or lack of 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 you know various other skills because like you know like whatever got that person there they're they're there for a reason i mean so they clearly have some skill set that just might not be it i mean like um i know i'm super like i said my emails i'm pretty terrible at them like but like i'm terrible in a sense that like maybe you should open a brewery yeah like like, (laughs) but like i like it's like i i can only i'm I'm terrible for i guess in 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 all of the means of communication that's like my worst section yeah i mean of it um i can't be that bad but i'm like yeah i mean but i've got like you know, five or six accounts that I got to fucking juggle and there's uh-huh. all these, these fucking folders and I fucking hate those guys. Then it goes to spam or some shit like that. Yeah. Or just, I don't it's know. It's hard man. to keep up with it. It's so yeah, fucked up that like over time, like 
somehow like the world convinces you to get all these like different email accounts. Nah. It's like you gotta have all these different social media accounts, and then nah. you gotta have like, Fine. oh, like you know, I want to make an Instagram page for Fresh Fest, but nah. I already have one for Dave nah. Racy, and I can't use the same email, nah. so now I gotta make some new bullshit email, uh, and then such a, then nah. now I gotta start checking that email. Yeah, it's such a. And before you know it, it's like what the fuck? It's like we're all living like ten different lives. Yeah. Oh, such a man. Like I, I checked last night. I just realized that, like, I have, I manage five different Instagram pages. Yeah. That means I have at least five different emails. Fucking insane, man. Why? Yeah. Why can't I just do all this shit under one email? I know. I know. I like I I I I find like I'm so often I'm just like because then like because then whenever like that's that's the thing you ever have a conversation with somebody and then a month later forget where you had the conversation with them like oh, i don't know if it was on twitter or if it was on instagram or if it yeah. was an email and if it was an email which email account did i, I do it in me or last like, night like, last night uh was it a text message like i know i felt like was it a facebook message like like there's a billion ways to contact people now and i'm like i know i fucking said this to you so like i like like ah, uh, like I wish I had, like there was a, a universal fucking like search bar on my phone or some shit where I could just yeah. punch your name in and then every fucking. But then in order to do that, you would have to have access to every like ah, oh, man, it's such a, uh, yeah. We're getting through it though. We're all right. Yeah. I mean, I like I hit you up. You yeah. got back to me pretty quickly. <laughs> we made plans and now we're sitting here doing it. So not all hope is lost, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah we're we're not doing too bad for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Fresh Fest August tenth. Yeah, Nova Place tickets on sale now. Yeah, FreshFestBeerFest.com. What else you got going on? Anything else coming up? Man, um, so we got. I can uh, let you know like when this episode will be out. Yeah, we let got me look um, that up real quick. We got March sixteenth. We got a show at Arcade every third Saturday of the month. We have a uh, stand up show. Down at Arcade Comedy Theater, uh, me and Ed uh, take turns hosting that. We have um, all new comics every uh, month. And uh, it's always BYOB and uh, free beer, uh, free craft beer. So like From different breweries. Uh, from from different breweries. Um, this month coming up, we got Hot Farm uh, handing out samples. Um, what day we, did you say the next one was? Uh, March 16th. Cool. This um, will be up on March 11th. So nice. check that um, out this weekend. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get out this weekend and, uh, like I said, it's every third Saturday and it's always, um, you know, free beer and BYOB. Um, people are like, I don't know why people come to our shows to be honest. It's a weird thing. Cause, um, they'll walk in and I'm like, Hey, uh, free beer over here. They're like, there's free beer here. And I'm like, why the fuck? Did you come if it wasn't for the beer? Definitely wasn't for the comedy. I'm not here for the comedy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm here for the beer. Like, you know, um, and it's a, you know, they're they're nice, they're nice size pours, um, yeah. you know, uh that you know that we hand out there. The the, the brewers are 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 very generous um in what they give. And it's also BYOB in the sense that like, you know, maybe you don't um, you know, like beer. So you want to bring wine or, you know, uh, you know, some other type of alcohol, uh, whatever you're into, you can do that. Um and it's a cheap night, uh, and you know, great comedy. And then uh we have uh every last Saturday month over at Compta Theater. Same thing, BYOB, free beer, you know, different comics and whatnot. We get shit faced and, you know, have a good time. And like, it's all about like, for us, the same thing with Fresh Fest is all about like, you know, providing like a value, having this high, uh, you know, high quality, you know, um, yeah. product 
for like dumb cheap. You know what I mean? Like for 40 bucks, you can have like a date night and it's all like, it's just, it's all there. You don't have to, you know, it's not like you go to improv and like, you know, you get some free tickets, but then you get hit over the head with like the two item minimum. And like, now you got to get like, you know, like four $12 Bud Lights. Like, like, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a dope little, you know, kind of, and you know, so yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, it's a, it's nice because you get to like not only get to experience some local, uh, you know, comedic talent, you get to experience some like local breweries too and what they have on tap. So yeah, if I would say that's a great way to learn about new breweries without having to go to a brewery, exactly, and or, uh, or pay for beer, see some comedy, learn about a lot of new stuff, funny things. There's actually one more thing I want to talk about that hopefully isn't going to spiral into. If it does spiral into a big longer conversation, we're here. It's fucking tight. <laughs> it's all good. But so kind of tapping more into comedy and your role in comedy and the world of comedy right now. There's a whole lot of like, uh, people shouldn't say this or do that. Yada, 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 you know, like you shouldn't joke about some things versus the, Oh, anything could be a joke. Mm. What spectrum, like where on that line do you fall as a comedian? Where are Um, your values? I know it's probably a hard question to answer. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, so for me, you can you can joke about any fucking thing you want to joke about, man. I mean, that's just like there's no it's free speech. Freedom of speech means that, you know, like as long as I'm not like, you know, uh, you know, there's no like danger, like, you know, directly. Like if I'm not like yelling out fire in a crowded theater type shit, like, you know, if um I'm not, you know, telling somebody to like murder you or whatever, like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, but with that, like, comes consequences. You know what I mean, and that's the thing is that what a lot of people, you know, they get all like, oh my god, you know, people are like so sensitive, and, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, you fucking bitch ass motherfucking bitch. Like, you know what I mean, like, you like, you like, like, oh, you know, like the people that are moaning about people being sensitive are the sensitive bitches. Sure, because like, so they don't like what you're saying. So the fuck what? Like you said it. Like you get to like, are you in jail? Did they did they take away your freedom because you said because they didn't like what you said and then they said some bad words back to you that you didn't like and now you're like oh my god why are you so sensitive like if you don't like what they're saying then stop, shut the fuck up or like like this yeah. there's there's no nobody's like nobody's saying it. so like free freedom of speech doesn't mean like freedom from consequences freedom from negative you know reactions like you know you might lose your fucking your 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 platform. Your platform isn't guaranteed to you under the right of of the First Amendment. That's not sure. what the, a First Amendment doesn't give you a stage. A First Amendment doesn't give you you know anything other than the government's not going to come through and 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 lock you up as a result. So like, you know, I mean, I like I said when I look at at comedy, you know, me personally, like every time I I create a joke, I got to know who I'm creating this joke for. You know what I mean, like, um, who my audience is, um, and. I have to also know that there are going to be consequences for, you know, this joke. If it goes wrong, if it goes to the you know wrong person, I've always known that. Like, I mean, if you look back, you know, um, in, in my shit, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, like there might be some shit in there that like, you know, it, it was like some wild shit and because we, nobody's born woke. You know what I mean, as we're all evolving, you know what I mean, yeah. like, and that's, you know, as, as, as a public figure, we're evolving publicly. 
So like, you know, my mistakes are out there for people to like, you know, scrutinize. And I don't believe in scrubbing, you know, like the past and, you know, presenting yourself as always, you know, in the know or whatever. Like our all of all of our heroes, all of our, our predecessors were faulty and we are faulty individuals. Sure yeah, you know I mean, like so, you know, like, yes, like if if you see some shit that I said, you know, five, 10 years ago or whatever, or, or you know what I mean, like you call me on that and see if I'm still that same person. Like, you know yeah. I mean, if that's still my track record, There's if I'm a, still, you know, exhibiting this behavior, then call me on that. Or, you know, you say, you know, that's what it was five years ago. But like, this is, this is what I've learned since then. And this is why I've changed my behavior. I mean, like, um, but again, that's, that's, that's how I approach, you know, me and, and, and my comedy or whatever. But like, you know, like I, I got into it with a comic, um, this Owen Benjamin dude. And like, you know, he was, oh, you know, he had the, he was okay. out there, you know, he was out there like, you know, uh, you know, he had this uh, this song, um, you know, the, that nigger stole my bike and he's over there, you know, singing, on, you know, on the stage or whatever. And like people are reaching out to me like, oh, hey, can you help him find a stage? And I'm like, no, fuck this dude. Um, so then like the swarm of bears came in that like they, they call themselves bears and they came in and like um, swarm my mentions. Um, I was called like a nigger at least you know four or five times within like a half hour um you know all of this you know rhetoric or whatever and then i noticed like okay this is more than just like you know a guy with a couple of bad jokes this is more or less like you know a kind of a uh uh a leader of a faction of people who is using this you know stage as his kind of like you know platform to to continue pushing this hatred you know you know on other folks um so you know i said listen man if you're if you're working with this dude you can't work with me and that turned in you know to it was just gasoline on the fire or whatever and like you know became you know a bigger thing and the thing that people kept like you know throwing out there was like oh yeah you know like you know you know how are you um you know like you know you're you're taking away his you know his freedom of speech he could joke about anything he wants and again i was like listen man like i i will die for your right like to d defend your right for to 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 do that. Like I mean, you should be able to tell those jokes. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to tell those jokes. Like you have a Twitter, you have a YouTube, you have go on whatever stage you find. Like that that's that's your right to do that. I would never say, hey, we need the the cops to come over and arrest this dude because he's singing about nigger stealing his bike. I would never say that. But I personally don't want you coming into my city. And, and especially in a in a in an extremely racially divided city that you know especially with all of the the shit going on and and stoke those flames and give you know five six hundred people a room to congregate yeah and i'm not gonna help you facilitate exactly that. facilitate this like in my city i mean and and so yeah that you you yes you have the right to say whatever joke you want but you also have consequences for that and i also as a person have a right of freedom of speech too so i'm going to use mine too you get to say hey that nigger stole my uh, stole my bike and i get to say well if you work with him you don't work with me and then let's let, let the chips fall where they may it's so it's both freedom of speech you know what i'm saying yeah. and like that's what i think that people don't like they want freedom of speech but then they want like freedom from consequences as well and it's like that's not how that shit works no yeah i i honestly don't think people were any more air quote sensitive than they've ever been it's just we have this platform to be direct like directly connected to each other that maybe we didn't have mm. we, we didn't have it in like the 70s 80s or 90s you know and now it's there yeah. and in the midst of everything else that's going on around everything i can understand why some people would be upset 
about some things that are being said. I do think that everybody has the right to do whatever they want. Like fucking like Louis C.K. can go tell whatever jokes he wants to tell. Yeah. I mean, I was I in full transparency, like a lot of people were big fans of his and like I his comedy always made me uncomfortable. Mm. I don't know why. It's just there was something about him that I just it didn't click with me. Mm. So I'm not I'm just but that was just he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, he said some shit that I thought was funny. Mm. For sure, but most of the time, I was like, "There's something about that guy that I don't like." Yeah, but that—that's just me. He can do whatever he wants. But there's, you know, to your point, going back and people pulling up things like you know five, ten years ago, like Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. the shit that happened with him recently. Yeah, and that's kind of like okay, like, you know, the stuff that he said. I don't even think it was a funny joke, even though he was joking. Mm. But at the same time, like, I worry that if you don't, if like there isn't a road to like social redemption or forgiveness for people it's like why even why say like i'm the person that says some fucked up shit Mm. and i acknowledge like look that was fucked up i'm really sorry Mm. if nobody's ever gonna give me the opportunity like nobody's ever gonna accept my forgiveness Mm. why should i even bother trying to be a better person yeah and, and that's and i think that i think that at least the way that i view things is that you know um there's the there's a there's a genuine you know what I mean like growth and then there's that the the bullshit you know what I mean where you're just apologizing because you know you're you you know you don't want to lose fans or you know you got caught and i think that i think that like the people who matter will know so like if like you know like if um you know i was on this uh back in the day i was on this um like words don't have a, a meaning unless you as- assign you know value to them like kick you know what i mean so like you know re- repurposing words and shit like that so like you know i i dropped like you know like you know i was like you know told this uh you know the n-word joke and the f-word joke and all these different you know i was you know using this like offensive language and going you know you know let's repurpose these words for this you know and then you know through a lot of 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 understanding and talking or whatever, I was like, I realized that like, it's a little bit bigger than that. You know what I mean? Like that, that actually does have, you know, like kind of like in that sense that where Dave Chappelle was saying like, you know, I'm telling these jokes and people are laughing for the wrong reasons. It's the same thing where like you repurpose these words, but not everybody is going to to have that same. That's- and because it has a, a more negative influence on the greater public, it's better, you know, like then, you know, it's, it's better for me to just, keep it in that yeah you know, i mean where it's at and then educate you know differently but if you look go back into my in my shit you'll see that now if i was still using these words or whatever then like you know and, and that comes up people are going to be like oh shit he's still like the same dude or whatever but if you if you notice it there's a the the last occurrence of that is like there's a good four five six years you know what i mean like separation from that so like you know same thing with like kevin hart or whatever like with Kevin Hart though, he was just like, eh, whatever, you know. I don't like. I mean, da da da. And then like it was like almost it's indignation. Like, it's, a, it's a fucking tweet. It's just like some throwaway bullshit. And like you know, like and and like you, at the end of the day, you when that comes up, and like I said, when people come at me with pitchforks, as they will at some point, or they go at anybody, I think you mean you have to just state your case, say, hey, this is where I'm at. If it really was genuine growth. If it, you know, what I mean, like, and say, hey, this is where I'm at now. That's who I was, and then let the chips fall where they may. And your the people who I believe that are your like core fans or or your you know followers or the people that are close to you 
are going to understand that. They're going to see that it's, you know, for what it is. And then you're, you're going to keep pushing it forward. Um, and the folks that don't, then they never really were going to. Yeah, I mean, they were just yeah. waiting for a reason any motherfucking way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. It's fucking entertainment. Yeah, I mean, like we're all in it I until think, it's fucking. I think there's something to be said with that, too. Like when you are a. When you're becoming an artist or a musician or anything like your early, early material is like not the best like you do things with like you know like as a comedian i imagine like it's really hard to get into this space where like you're able to just be yourself 100 percent and be funny yeah you know what i mean i think like most comedians probably starting out it, there's like it's like this exaggerated character and just trying to come up with material that is somehow funny and like you're probably gonna like go on these extremes that it's like you know you go too far yeah maybe I mean, even now like when you're developing material like you hit an extreme that's too far and then you dial it back into a place it's just mm, like yeah i mean you we, know well, your brain goes in like terrible places everybody's brain does you yeah know what i mean and you're always gonna laugh about shit that you shouldn't laugh about yeah, to yourself yeah it's just part of being fucking human yeah i mean we're like i mean comedians by by nature are kind of darker and twisted individuals like um because all comedy is born in tragedy yeah so like you're 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 turning you're exposing your your souls and your 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 soul and your like all of your inadequacies like you know um to the public uh and allowing you know them to you know laugh at you um so it's a pretty dark and twisted thing you know was it uh twain said that there's like you know there's no there's no laughter in heaven you know what i mean um so like um th there's that part so yeah some of the jokes that like come to mind i would never probably utter to another human in existence like <laughs> yeah sure. i mean that come to mind um and everybody but like, has you, those thoughts yeah but when you when you come in when you first start out in comedy for the most part you're at these open mics and you're at these bars or whatever and like people may be there for the comedy most of them aren't they're there just to like have some fries or at a you know what i mean yeah. or watch a game or have a beer or whatever and to be honest, like, there's a bunch of comics that are just annoyed that you're there. They're waiting for their time to get up. And maybe a couple of people that will maybe pay attention to what you're doing and, and give you a couple of laughs so you can go and, and, and critique that and become better. So in order to get their attention, a lot of the shit that you're saying is kind of like shock humor because you want to, like, get the people to turn around and be like, oh, what is he talking about over here? And that's what you see in a lot of the new, younger comics that are coming into the scene. Like, it's all, like, really, like, raunchy and edgy and shock and, like, you know, like, you know, whatever. And you kind of, like, once you once you start getting, like, paid gigs regularly and, like, you're getting crowds that are actually coming to watch you, then you start to have to, like, tone it down and be like, all right, now that I have your attention, let's, like, actually start they're to have some kind of, like, like they're some... They're coming for a focus. They're reason. coming for a focus. So, like, now you could start to kind of dial it back a bit um, and just have, like, you know, real adult human conversations that are funny as opposed to these, this, like, kind of shock shit. And that's a, that's a, that's a progression. That's a journey. Because, like, I mean, I would get in front of these fucking people in a theater and I would be telling these, like, crazy-ass dick jokes and shit like that. And they're like, you know, and I'm like you know, yelling at them and doing all this shit. And they're like, they would be like, yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, why are you, yeah, you know I mean, like, I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm right here. Like, why sure. are you, you know, I was, I was, I was giving them this bar energy and it was a theater. So like, that was a, a part of me that I had to be like, all right. And, and you see it in all the young comics and, and as they progress. So yeah, all of your, all of your material, when you get in it is trash. I don't know what art 
where your material isn't trash at the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a, as a musician, as a, as a painter, as a, you know, whatever it is that you're doing as a brewer, whatever you did when you first did it is trash. Like being a baby learning how to walk. Right? Exactly. Fall on your face. <laughs> like, yeah. Over and over until yeah, you I figure mean, it out. You brought up one point that I kind of want to end on. And you had mentioned, you know, about Dave Chappelle and his comments of like his jokes resonating with people for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that because I think there are some people in the comedy world that don't seem to acknowledge that. Like people that I think of like like a Joe Rogan, for example, who has this crazy platform. And, you know, I don't think he understands that there's a demographic of people that watch his show and take his information like for the wrong reasons. Like they're like, they hear the things that like they want to hear about uh, whatever, like a particular topic. Mm. And then they throw all the other things out mm -hmm. the window that might counteract like mm. his thing. Cause like he, you know, he talks about shit from all over the place and he has people from, mm -hmm. you know, pick a point on a fucking map and, yeah. you know, but uh, I, I worry sometimes that there are some pretty extreme people that are into him and other people that um, listen to his show and like, but don't take everything that he's saying uh, to, into consideration. Like they only yeah. pick out the things like like somebody like a like, fuck, I don't even want to bring up his name, but like a Jordan Peterson mm -hmm. is like somebody that's like. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, this dude is super fucking racist. And some people are like, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? And it's like, I can understand the perspective of like somebody that is racist, like taking somebody like Jordan Peterson's words and like die, like uh, taking them in in a context that works for them but mm. maybe isn't their intention yeah it's like i don't even think i'm smart enough to have this conversation yeah, but i'm just I like don't, i don't i don't think that like I, I i don't i don't i don't think that he's oblivious of it and that's the thing like yeah, i mean i think that uh he's very well paid i mean his podcast is like what is it the number one podcast like i mean yeah like um you know and when you have when you're at that level or whatever, like it's not like you're oblivious to the feedback. People are screaming it from the from the rooftop. When you pick your guests, you know exactly why you're picking that guest. You, it's all very calculated. There's no like, you know, people are just like bouncing around and some shit like that. You don't have a machine like that. And he's has stand up specials. He has, you yeah. know, what I mean, like he has he has a whole franchise of like Joe Rogan is a franchise. You don't build something like that without knowing exactly who your audience is and what they like and why they like. And even it. like a Louis C.K. Back to him, I think that he's another comedian that you know his humor targets a demographic of people that they might not care to admit that it targets. Mm. Like they have an audience of shitty people yeah. that are very that they're probably into terrible things that think the stuff that he's saying is funny and think he's serious yeah i mean you might even get that with like a bill burr or somebody like that and i like bill burr a yeah. lot but like i could definitely see him having an audience of people that are just like real shitty white dudes yeah. because he makes jokes about yeah. shit yeah they, like, i mean like, take, I said, like they take like sarcastic comments as like very genuine things. yeah yeah i mean i think like i said there's there's some there's a level of comedy that you just can't like there's a level of just any art that you can't like people are gonna like it for some weird ass reason that you don't even take on yeah i mean that you don't intend especially with something like you know comedy where you know like i said not everything that i say 
is serious. And like, there's a times where like, I'll be saying shit online and people will react to it. And I gotta be like, bro, you gotta calm down. That ain't, that's not where we're going with the yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, you know, like, the and, they're, and they're still, I think like, they're maybe. like, they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're like, I'll, you know, I'll say something jokingly and they'll take it seriously and like, be kind of like pushing it. And I'm like, no, it's bro. Like people forget that like, it's comedy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bro, you got to like, kind of pull back. This is like, no. And if you're thinking that, then you're wrong. That's like, stop that way of thinking. You know what I mean? Like, and I can, I can see if you, as you get bigger, like, you know, if I put out a joke or something like that and, and say Joe Rogan puts out a tweet and then, you know, he gets, you know, 20,000 replies or some bullshit like that. Like I'm sure of that 20,000. Yeah, you know I mean, like if it's mostly positive and you get a couple of fucking dudes that are like, you know, take it the wrong way or whatever, I can see how like, you know, you can't, you really can't do anything about that. You're not, yeah. you can't explain every joke every time and be like, Hey guys, just so you know, these are just jokes or whatever. But, at, but, but like, there's I, I feel like there's a there's a I guess a, a, a saturation point or, or there's a, some sort of like line where you you know like all right man this isn't just a couple of stray people this is like a, a good portion of your audience you see what I'm saying and I think that's where it was with Dave Dave Chappelle he was like all right man this isn't just a couple of people like yeah, I mean taking it the wrong way there's this growing faction of people that are like consistently like taking it this way I need to change course you see what I'm saying yeah and I think that's what for me as an artist that I respect is a person that says all right well if you're there's enough people taking it the wrong way I need to change course because that's not you know and I feel like you know the Louis C.K.'s and the Joe Rogan is kind of like they they know it but it's lucrative so why not you know what i'm saying so there's a there's a bit of a difference between like you know a couple of knuckleheads that are just always going to kind of like you know whatever and then you know like shit that's a that's a couple of checks a year that you're getting off of these folks you know what i mean like yeah you know i don't know i don't know either <laughs> we could keep going camera died it's all good still have audio rolling nice so fuck it yeah. but I think we're good. Word. You know, we could, I could ramble on about this shit for a while. It's just because, like, these are things that I take in and I have these thoughts, and I very rarely have an opportunity to talk that, talk with anybody about it that has any idea what I'm even talking about. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't It's just like people that, like, work and these people that are, like, more behind the, the curtain in terms of, like, comedy and shit like that and just knowing what, what your view what your thoughts are on yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I don't um I don't often I get the Because I hear people screaming, but it's like the only people that I hear talking about it are people like you know, people on podcasts or shit or like, you know, people that are fans of comedy and stuff like that. Like I I have a couple friends that went to that Louis CK show. Mm. And I didn't even realize they went. And like they were just like, "Yeah, we went to this thing." And they said it all casual and I was like kind of like, "Damn, like you went to that? Yeah, that's a, you know yeah, what I mean. That's, like that's a that's side a eye type look, thing. You yeah, know? Like, I was like, kind of uh, like shit. Yeah, like, like uh, really, bro? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. But like, yeah. whatever. I guess you know, free no, country. No, do whatever um, the fuck you. Whatever yeah, no, you know. I mean, whatever a, you think is entertaining. It's yeah. just it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know. When it comes to art and things like that, if I think somebody's shitty, um, I have no problem. Uh, not separating the art from the artist. You know what I mean? Not that, like I mentioned before, I was never a big fan of Louis C.K. to begin with, but you get yeah. those people who are like, oh, what happens in their personal life and what happens 
you know, and their comedy are two different things. And for me, it's like there's so many fucking people that do comedy or make music or make movies that if I find out one of them is shitty, I could just remove them from my my personal interests. Yeah. And I can watch somebody else. I feel like a there's a part, lot of fucking artists out a there. A big it's part crazy. of art, I think, that like is intent. And the the reason why I like art what attracts me to art is people that put themselves into their art. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that like, if I'm into somebody's art because you know, they put themselves out there and they're very transparent and they're able to turn it into this creative, beautiful thing that they end up being a shitty person that I should just split those two things. It's like, no, it's all connected. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like I've had to, I've had to cancel quite a few folks. And like I said, I don't, it seems like such a lazy thing to say that like, Oh, I could separate the art from the artist. It's like, no, you're just being lazy and you don't want to take the time to invest in like finding new other talent. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, cause like, like if I, if you're, if you're actively a terrible individual, I don't want to put money in your pocket anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just it. Um, so I don't even like going back to breweries, like, I think I think I said this to the reclamation dudes when we were up there uh, when we did that that podcast at reclamation. Do you yeah. remember that? I think I remember telling the dude from reclamation like like I don't care if you're if your brewery makes bad beer, but you're cool. I'll still come support you and I'll drink like mm. mediocre beer if yeah. you're fucking cool. Yeah. Like I want to help out cool, nice, genuine people. Yeah. So if I find out you're even the slight bit like but on the flip like if i find out that like you're making the best fucking beer in the world but yeah, you're a shitty you're person a trash individual i'll go i'd rather go drink mediocre beer and put yeah. money in like somebody's pocket that i feel actually deserves yeah. it yeah because i mean you want to yeah exactly you want to you just want to support good people and i mean honestly like you know the more good people that you support it like you know I mean, but it's you know what's, what's kind of crazy though that like i don't know man what i've what i've learned from history is that like uh, there's a lot of like the the really really great fucking people are fucking terrible like because i mean if you if you look at like one in order to be a great in whatever it is that you're doing you got to be off kilter you got to have a fucking skew that nobody else has that's what makes you the great right i mean like then like you know so you're 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 the way that you look at reality is 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 off from what everybody else does then you know if you're one of these greats and especially dependent upon like you know what time in your life you found this or whatever i mean like if you find it if people find you early then they're telling you your entire life you're great you're fucking great and you know when you do shitty shit they're probably kind of making excuses for it or like sweeping it under the rug or looking the other way because you're so fucking great. So like, you know, you don't get the same, like when I'm doing shitty shit, when I was doing shitty shit in life, people were like, yo, that's some shitty shit that you're doing. You can't keep doing that shitty shit, dude. And I had to like be a better person because I couldn't do shitty shit because we wouldn't accept that shit because I wasn't great at anything. You know what yeah. I mean, but like if I could fucking like sing and dance my ass off and like, and sell, yeah, I could sell like a million fucking tickets. Then people were like, man, you're shitty, but like some of these motherfucking tickets. So, all right. You know what I mean, I guess I'm going to look the other way. So then you like grow into this and like you, you, you know what I mean? Or, or if you're great and nobody's noticing it, 
then you're like you're 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 building all this animosity and it's like and you're you're in this different world you're still honing this talent you know i mean like but you're in a different kind of space and typically like you know people aren't like you know relating to you in a, in a certain way so you know if you're if you're found you know later in life now you've got all this weird fucking resentment or whatever maybe you've been like you know squirreling away in the basement and you got like some like some like squirrel bones down there or some shit like that or like you know what i mean like or you make it big and now you're into like fucking like sex dungeons or some shit because you've never like you know been looked at like in a certain you know what i mean so like yeah. you know there's there's like so there's it, it like it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, it's it's very rare where, like, you get, like, a LeBron James situation where, like, that dude is fucking great. Like, he's been, like, the one of the greatest fucking athletes since he was a fucking kid. Like, he's been attention. Never had a scandal. Like, never really, like, you know, fucked anybody over. Like, just is doing, you know, I mean, nice shit. Like, maybe his weird shit just ain't that devious. Like, maybe he got a problem with, like, Fruity Pebbles. Like, something, like, yeah, I mean, eating, like... Yeah, and no, no, he might maybe he might he be like in a, maybe it's like one of them weird OCDs where like they have to wash their hands every two minutes or something like something, that. Everybody yeah. has something weird. Something is going on. I mean, some, like some, some he some. eats his scabs or some shit. Like <laughs> I mean, be some weird shit. But like I mean, that's that's the that's the thing that like you know again, and that's it's kind of like that's why I kind of like the oversensitivity a bit. Like I, I like the exposure that people have or whatever because these days because like I think that you know. um if we're going to change that pattern, like I said, of, of, you know, the greats being weird and sometimes like, you know, oftentimes terrible people, we have to like, like kill idols. We can't like make, you know, can't idolize people and go, oh my God, like they're so good, you know, like so good that like, I can't believe oh, yeah. they would do anything bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, you know, like that whole Bill Cosby no, shit and people are like, oh man, like why Bill Cosby? He's like, we mean why Bill Cosby? This motherfucker's raping people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but people were like, they, because they idolize people, they don't even want to believe it when they hear it. It's like, we, I think we as a, a culture need to move past that like star worship and shit yeah, and be I have, like. I have, a, I have a hook on my, on my new album. And the the hook is actually I'm too wise to idolize anybody else. My only role model is my goddamn self. Yeah, I mean that's and a I fucking. So it's what it, it's like. The only people you should be looking up to are like the people around you, friends, family, peers. I think like this whole idea, like the society that we're living in, just we spend too much time digitally outside our bubbles, and we let our fucking worlds around us fall apart. You know, just let the pillars crumble and then everybody's low key miserable. Why? Oh, because you're too focused on what fucking like Takashi 6ix9ine's snitching situation is mm. versus like making sure like you're paying attention to your girl mm. or like hanging out with your fucking kid or doing mm. whatever. Just like just hanging out with a fucking friend. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. call up a fucking friend. Yo, want to go get a drink? Like, is there something going on? Nah, nothing's yeah. going on. We're just connecting human shit. Yeah. A lot of people overlook that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they bullshit. Yeah, I mean, they we live in this. I think it's just because people want to escape, so they like throw themselves into the lives of these people. That's why you have a reality TV star as the president of the United States, like because that's like they they feel like they know these people. They feel like you know if they're winning on TV, then they're actually winning. I mean, like, and they get to like live vicariously through those people. That's why like the Kardashians are such a powerhouse of a thing because. They just share all of their dirt and all of the, you know, whatever. And then people get to feel like, oh, I'm close to that. You know, it's like, 
Um, it's like a like a walking talking like what are those magazines like the Inquirers and shit like that? Yeah, or the, you know I mean those Star Mags or whatever you get to, you get at the the mm-hmm. grocery aisle. That's or an whatever. interesting. Like, that's an interesting comparison. You know I mean that's like it's it's just like that. People were like you know it used to be the magazine is like oh you know I never understood that it was crazy like I remember like as a kid and even like you know as a teenager you know like seeing these magazines like i remember you remember bat boy i I remember like opening i remember opening up one of the magazines and there was a story about the bagels that uh brad and angelina jolie ordered for like brunch and the type of cream cheese that they used and the way they swirled it and like and what they fed their baby and i was like like people are really like they're de- they're devoting like paper and ink. This is space that somebody like like paid, and somebody's gonna buy this the magazine, and they're gonna read. They wanted like that. That's what like this isn't even this is before like when when digital content like what's the server space? Who gives a fuck? I could write about it. I could put it out there. You want it? You, if you don't, whatever. This is actual like paper. Like yeah, people were like and I'm like that's what people wanted to know. Is that like really? That's what fucking people want to know is about like it was about the bagels that that these people are eating. So when you and this was this was like the like the late nineties, early two thousands. So here we are now, like of course they want to know all about the Kardashians and like, you know, what fucking like like if they were if they wanted to know the cream cheese that fucking Brangelina were putting on their bagels back then, now like, oh my God, like what shoes are you buying? Like all this stuff. And like now you get the Instagram and all this and they get to follow all these people. Like they're living by like, oh my God, they're just like us. I mean, that's that's the feeling that they want. It's like, oh, they're just like us. Like they're people too. Like, you know, it's not so bad. I'm like a Kardashian. Look, I got the same makeup as them. You know what I mean? Like we're living like that while like society is crumbling around them. I mean, like, but I don't know. It's it's a it's a sad state of affairs because you know I mean most people are poor. Like most the vast majority of people are pretty kind of pretty pretty not well off. I mean, it's like something like seventy percent of the folks don't have um, you know more than a thousand in savings. You know yeah. I mean, like when you have like you know numbers like that, and I even pushing aside like monetary wealth i think just like like wealth and like mental well-being and uh health in general mm. and things like that a I mean, lot of people but let some of those yeah i mean but i think some of those connected. are t- yeah tied to this is like if you have your Absolutely. basic if you have your basic needs kind of met then you are able to have a bit more time for you know mental health this and the other like i mean i don't have like you know i'm, I'm in a comfortable place a comfortable-ish place you know but like like you know i don't have a lot of time for mental health breaks and like yeah. to do it because like I have to work almost like constantly. I gotta, you know I mean like there's no days off for me. Like my days off are going to do something that's work related. I don't spend a lot of time with, you know, like my friends and family, like in the sense that like, you know, like, like my social life, like is like almost like nil. You know what I mean? Like it's either work and when I have time off, like I'm usually too exhausted. I'm like spending time on the couch or like yeah. maybe going like, you know, doing something with the kids or whatever like that. that. That's about it. Like every once in a while I get to hang out with the kids or sit on the couch and then it's, it's work. So like, you know, um, and, and that is important to have time with your friends and family. I mean, like, you know, it's real go, you know, but um, that's the society that we live in. It's a, it's a, and, you know, we, we always got to be busy. We got to, you know, um, so I think that that takes away from that, like because you're so busy chasing, like not so much chasing money, but like chasing comfort. You know what I mean, like there's a difference between like I need to like drive a Rolls Royce and 
I would like to maybe, uh, I don't know, retire someday, if that's a thing. I don't know if we're ever going to even see that. I don't even know if our generation is going to have the ability to retire. Like, I you know, know. Me, like, I see a lot of old motherfuckers working places. Yeah, so yeah I, I mean, think, like, I think that's already out the window. So, you know, when you're when you're just chasing, like, you know, what, like, it's weird. Like our like the the bar has moved. Like our parents, like they were working towards like a retirement and an after thing that other. We're just working to like pay the bills. To be honest, like yeah, I mean, like most people that I know are just you know, like they might have a home, a mortgage or whatever. And like, they're, you know, like they've got some bills and whatnot. Like, you know what I mean, but they're like, they're really just chasing like stability. Not, like, well, I mean, there's, there's so many like borderline conspiracy theory conversations you can get into about like, uh, when the, the 40 hour work week was introduced to people and like, you know, what the term of like a modern day slavery perhaps is in some sense. And like, you know, corporations being new slave masters in some sense and kind of instead of it just being one, you know, specific, like one, like a certain demographic of like ethnic people, it's like, fuck it, America in general, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to fuck you all over and have you believe that, you know, we'll get you into like all these crazy school debts and all this, you know, all these things. And like, who's making money? It's all the people at the top. Yeah, and we're doing all this work for them in big ways. Like you think about the way like um, big uh, way things have changed over the course of history just in the past hundred years with like uh all the different technologies and uh what drives industry you know what i mean and like i don't know again it's a conversation i'm not smart enough to have mm. but if you think about it for a little bit it's like holy shit like what the fuck who are we all what are we all doing who are we working for why are we doing this mm. and yeah, how no, much i mean it's a system I yeah mean, it's definitely a system it's a system for a reason and i mean it's you know, I mean, like the there's there's very little checks and balances when it comes to, you know, corporations and the way that they fund our government. So, you know, if you're if you have if you're if you're able to buy votes then you're going to be able to buy a government that's going to be able to, to structure laws in ways that allow you to take as most advantage as you as, as you can. Um, of the people, you know, of that country, the government is supposed to be a buffer. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't work when the government is for sale. I mean, you literally can fund whoever you want to put them into office and then that person can write, you know, so like when you have that free ability to just buy a representative, then why why would you have strong, you know, like labor laws and like, I mean, why would you have a, uh, you know, a country of, of people who, you know, if I'm putting in 40 hours a week, like, and I'm like, I should be able to get like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, like I should be able to, to afford some vacation time, but I can't. And most of the people that are doing that can't, but the people that are at the top, that's, that's where they spend a, a large portion of their time. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. it's, it's structured. It's very much structured that way. Um, I'm trying and to... until we get campaign reform, like it's there's really not going to be, you know, like, unless we get campaign reform and, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the government is any other keeping out of it. Like, you know, let the system regulate itself. Like, that's not how that shit works at all at all. That's, you know, um, and, you know, you need the government to step in and say, hey, like, no, you know, 
we need to demand like that's what the the government literally is it's a it's a government like it like they, they're supposed to govern they're supposed to like come in and and say hey no you're do like you're fucking up like listen one you can't be like polluting our rivers and shit like that two maybe come on man pay your dues a little bit more like i mean i mean like because if not we got to pay ourselves even more. like it's double dipping we're not only giving them welfare at the top to create these jobs like they're not paying taxes on a lot of these you know things or whatever but then they're creating jobs that are gonna like that are dependent upon our taxes so it's like come on man like there's you know but the, it's built like that because those are the laws that are there in place that allow them to pay us 725 an hour like, yeah i mean like that's they're they're able to make they're they're able to pay us 725 an hour because you know they paid enough representatives to never vote to really raise it more than that until we get that reform where we get so many people that are like angry you know it's not it's never going to change so have you like i am not very much a political person at all but um obviously through the course of the past few years it's been kind of hard to not tune in i feel like if you mm -hmm. weren't if you weren't paying attention before mm -hmm. you know 2016 you should have probably shifted and if you haven't shifted there's probably something fucking wrong with yeah. you but um there's a that there's a dude named andrew yang who's mm -hmm. talking about running for president have you, yeah. been, have you listened to any of yeah, his stuff yeah, about um, like his uh his, uh, that, he's the universal, the universal basic, basic yeah, yeah yeah no i mean that's the wave man that's yeah, like that, that needs to be the wave. his yeah his uh his discussion on it was one of the first ones i've heard just at least from his perspective that i thought was pretty interesting yeah i unfortunately don't i don't see somebody like him making it to the top but hopefully no. his ideas trickle into somebody else that might have that power it's a it, it has to come man i think I, get, I think what's happening is that people are starting to understand the the, the, the importance of local politics their ability to uh, influence local politics and how, you know, you could put somebody in office at the at the at a grassroots level and push them up through the ranks and to, to make these changes. You know what I mean, like, um, you know, and, uh, you know, something like universal basic income is something that is just like it has to happen at some point. I mean. It's like automation is coming. Oh yeah, we have. You know I mean like the, we we have the ability as a as a race, like as a, as a as a as a species, to make our lives, our day to day lives, the technology that we have, the day to day lives, make it make it easier for everybody. We don't need to work as hard as we're working. I mean, we really don't. Like yeah, no. But we're doing it because of an outdated system. I mean, a monetary system, and like I mean, the 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 incentives that we have in the system are are outdated. You know, we're too busy trying to chase dollar, and we put a, an incentive like, oh, well, work hard and then you get this or whatever, as opposed to on innovation. You know what I mean, like you know, and then and then the like in, individual property like rights is is a is such a is a travesty because like you have an idea, you make it, now your incentive is to keep it from as many people as possible in order to make money off of it and then give it to the world. And as opposed to, why don't I, I have this idea, now let me share it with the collective so that, oh shit, somebody thought about this and then they add it to it and now it's better and now, oh shit, we all get the, now we all get a better product because everybody has access to it and then, oh shit, now all of our lives are much easier now as a, you know what I mean? So like, you know, um, I think something like a, a universal basic income kind of takes away some of that, like, you know, that greediness and some of that hoarding. You know I mean, like, and, and, and I see it. Yeah, like, I even, like I like the the like some of the stuff that was brought up about, like, how, you know, it could probably reduce just like 
simple crimes and violence and things like that, just in terms of like somebody feeling like they need to go rob somebody because they need a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. If they're getting that couple hundred bucks and, you know, hopefully people aren't going to become, I think there's going to be some circumstances where like, if it happened, people were just, people are always going to want more, no matter what you give them. There are some people that are never fucking happy, mm-hmm. but I think it would definitely drastically reduce some sort of a percentage and any sort of reductions a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it would, it would reduce crime. It would reduce, I mean, you know, like a lot of disease and there's just so many different things that like, whenever you take the basic, like basic, you give the basic needs of folks. I mean, I just read an article that was saying, you know, like uh, homeless people, you know, in uh, this one city in in, uh, in in Cali, they were like spending thirty thousand dollars a year oh, on homeless it. people. Yeah. Um, to like you know, like with the police and jail and all this other stuff. Whereas to 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 house them was only ten grand. So they're paying like three times as much on these people by not providing the basics. You see what I'm saying? Like, and when you provide people with the basics, now you have ba- you have productive members of society who are giving back to society. I mean, like, yeah. if I have my basic needs taken care of, I'm not robbing people. I even have some stability. Now I can maybe um, go out and get a job that, like, yeah, I mean, now that I have an address, so I can go do that or whatever. Or, you know, if I have free education, I can go get an education. I can educate myself and then I can start a business or, you know, go work work for somebody and now i'm putting taxes into the like you know into the system or whatever again you know like the society wins i, I love, mean like yeah the the idea too that like one um that was brought up around the universal basic income more like you know there are definitely uh, so many ways that we can restructure things to make the money like the money's there and then people act like once the money's there people are going to fucking spend it. It's all going to go back in. Mm. It's like, so instead of like these, like this, just these invisible like dollars that go into like funding jails or other things, it's like, you know, that's money that people were spending on like TVs and stuff like that. And that's all taxes that the government's going to get. The problem is, is that like they keep giving these, they keep giving all this money to the rich people with this trickle down bullshit. Yeah. Like every time there's a tax break, every time there's like some sort of, I mean, all this, like people always like talk about welfare and how bad welfare is. But like, honestly, like corporate welfare is the vast majority of welfare in this country. Like it is like, I think something like, I mean, we're like paying per person like pennies like that comes out of every dollar that like it mean of, of welfare pennies actually goes to the poor people the, the lion's share goes to corporations who in turn create jobs that are welfare dependent now instead of just keep giving these fucking like these tax breaks to these corporations in hopes that they'll create jobs or like you know put it back into the system or you know pay their people more or whatever you can give it to the fucking people and you know what people do when you get they actually spend that shit yeah. and they put it back into the economy whereas the people at the at the rich folks they take that shit and of the, the majority of that portion they save and then they sprinkle a little bit to the rest of the folks whereas like the the vast majority of the shit that you give to the poor folks goes back into the i mean that stimulus shit or whatever yeah. i mean but now instead of giving that to them you know once in a while or whatever you just have like that fucking billion dollars that you're giving to these you know whatever give that to the fucking folks so now like all right well now shit well my rent's paid i got a car to get to work now uh what should we do 
maybe go to work, maybe start a little corporation or something. Like maybe I can go, you know, hone my brewing skills. Maybe I can like, you know, learn how to play a guitar or something like that. Maybe I can contribute, you know, go do some community service or something like that. I mean, maybe I can give a portion of charity. Maybe I can do and something productive with myself that is going to better myself, my family and society, as opposed to, you know, like working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. And I think another thought that I just had too is with the rise of automation and things of that nature and some people getting kind of pushed out of certain job fields. I mean, there's always going to be other areas of trade that people can focus on, but then there's also going to maybe be less desirable jobs where you don't make as much money, but those positions are going to need to be filled. Yeah. But with the the counterbalance of like a universal basic income, it might make it not so difficult to be like, oh, well, I'm taking this job where I'm not making as much money, but mm -hmm. I still have this. And yeah. You know, it's available to me. It's close to home, and mm. I'm still able to make a living off of it. Yeah, I mean, and 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 honestly, like you know, if you if you provide those basic needs, and like you know, you give you educate people, like that's the education is the best birth control. I mean, like on the planet. So you know, if you're talking about like how to better spend money as a society, um, like like educate people so like you know the stupid motherfuckers aren't out here having all the babies like that idiocracy shit is real like i mean the educated folks you know they have like one two babies yeah you know i mean unless they're like you know rich and they or mormons yeah, yeah, or some yeah. dumb shit like that and they get you know and then they get all fucking done with the eight you know mennonites and shit the motherfuckers be multiplying but like you know for the most part like you know the more educated you are the less babies you're having and, and like you know when you do have a kid it's a bit more you know well-rounded taken care of and then they become productive members of society so like again it just keeps paying for itself in so many ways. Like if you're providing these basic needs for folks and they're getting an education, now they're less likely to go out there and fuck raw dog. You know what I mean, and then like have all these fucking kids out here in the streets and trailer parks full of fucking like idiots who are then in turn doing the same motherfucking thing. Cause like, yeah. you know, like they just keep doing the same bullshit and then they like, you know, they live and die in these coal mines or, you know, in these fucking like, you know, McDonald's factories, wherever the fuck that they're at, like just trying to get by because again, they're not, they don't have their basic shit taken care of so um i don't know i mean that that you can go on forever about like how taking care of the people at the bottom makes most sense in society but i don't know like i said none of that works until you get campaign reform i mean that's just you know because you're never going to get anybody that's going to oversee the corporations until you stop you know allowing them to just buy votes so i don't know man i think it starts with focus on people being more focused on local government. I think, um, I mean, there's obviously a big picture that needs to be tackled, but I think that the local government stuff is something that a lot of people have just taken for granted for way too mm -hmm. long. Yeah. It's like a situation, like say you go to a restaurant and like you get something like a, like a meal that's real bad, like real, real bad. You're like, yeah, like can I talk to the manager? Mm. It's like, why aren't we like asking to speak to the manager of like local government yeah. where shit's not going wrong. I mean, some people do it, but not enough. Yeah. You know, we definitely have to have a, a much better understanding of like, and I say who that controls us like on a, on a, on a local, because I mean, a lot, like your, you know, your city, your, your township, your, your County has so much, you know what I mean? On you and then your state, like, like I said, I like, I like, like I like I can smoke some weed out in a fucking corner in California and that same shit would ruin my life here. You know what I mean? Like it's the same country. 
you know so but they they have an understand they have a great understanding of local politics out there in california I mean, yeah like, like, pennsylvania has some weird laws all over oh the god. place yeah no nah, man fuck this common <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man I, mm, yeah it's a man yeah well i will i will i will say this before we get into ranting about the commonwealth of yeah. pennsylvania <laughs> let's uh let, let's uh let's put a pause on this episode here right. well not a pause just a full-on stop and uh i'm gonna thank you for coming over hey i appreciate you uh, chatting me, man. this was good this was like a yin and yang of a conversation here <laughs> i might even split it up like one's like the the fun beer talk and the other one's all like the world's going to shit what are yeah. we doing about it talk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird because like for a, such a long time, I was that person that didn't give a shit. You know, I was like, whatever, mm. you know, it's not my place on this earth to figure this out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So, but I still don't know what I need to do. So I'm like trying to get more, uh, I guess, air quote, woke in some sort yeah. of sense and just pay more attention to what's going on and just so I can have these conversations. Yeah. And then whenever the time comes for me to put my voice out there i can actually be like okay well, this is why i'm choosing yeah. to do these things yeah i mean that's some old man shit man I, um, yeah I'm maybe the, that's I'm the, it i'm the same way i mean as i get older the i mean i think we're also in a place where we can do a bit more um than we were able to do you know 10 years ago i didn't know enough to feel like i could speak confidently on various matters you know what i mean like um and even if i did speak on it who the fuck would listen? Um, so I think that as we get older, like, you know, I think it takes a, a time, at least the smart ones, for us to um, first learn the shit and then even have an like, understanding that, like, oh, shit, we can actually have, like, I mean, I, I can have an impact on that. Like, I couldn't have an impact on that We didn't shit. fucking, I mean, I don't know, like, where you grew up or how you grew up, but, like, with me, I didn't grow up in, like, around people that, paid attention to this stuff or ever talked about it like it was like you know the idea of opportunity for me you know growing up like in the city in pittsburgh and wilkinsburg like it's like nobody talked about that shit you know what i mean like it was all like my my family just was into you know it was like well we got to work and then you know and me it was just like well i'm gonna ride my skateboard and shit Mm. like that and just like you nobody ever talked about it and then high school happens and all of a sudden i'm working all the time and then you know i get kicked out and it's like well i'm just working trying to keep keep my shit together and then it took about you know over 10 years and then finally i'm in a place now it's like okay well i got a house and all this and that Mm. stuff and it's like okay like now things that people were talking about in terms of like all these taxes and things like it's making sense like oh i see how this affects my Mm -hmm. life now because like i've had i've been fortunate enough to be able to get myself into a place that's grounded but there's a lot of people that are still i mean hustling nonstop. they don't even have the time to stop and think or listen to like a podcast with somebody and hear what the fuck's going on or like they don't even have the time to uh engage with that information and like process it you know what i mean it's like they get an hour of time to themselves it's like fuck it i'm gonna watch netflix because i fucking work my ass off all day yeah exactly i mean like when you're when you're out there hustling man it's hard to care about things outside of yourself like i mean when you're you're constantly just trying to put food on the table um so you know i think uh you know another portion of that like i've i've always been kind of since college kind of like politically minded but not not so much active 
and not always like even an understanding of fully how it worked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I knew that things should be different, but I didn't know what or how, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I am, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, learning there, more about the local government, about like, you know, the comptrollers and shit like that. Is you know there I mean? a part of like, and I hate using this like terminology, but do you think there's a part of your platform that encourages you to be a little bit more active because you feel like you have this place in society with the community where like, you know, you can like say something or put a thought out there and you're actually going to get engagement from it, whether it's positive or negative or whatever. Does that help? Like knowing that like there are people paying attention to, you know, I mean, it, um, it helps a lot because it, uh, you know, I guess for me, it gives me some, some encouragement that like what I believe is right in some sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just, I'm not alone in that thought. Like, all right, you know, and it also, you know, it also kind of gives me some direction that like some people don't always get. Some people are like, you know, unfortunately they live in, you know, you know, pockets of people and bubbles and whatnot. And I, I have a bubble myself, but I mean, it's a little different in a sense because, you know, I'm a bit more of a public figure you know, when I say things, people are like, can't wait to disagree with me. So like, I'm always kind of like, you know, um, you know, whenever I say things like, it's not like I say things and everybody's just like, yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not like a bunch of yes men. This actual like conversations. You know what I mean, I actually like in like, you know, I, I encourage that, um, you know, uh, I follow Fox news. I follow Brett Bart. Like, you know I mean, I, you know I mean, I, I, um, I, I, I get, different points of views you know right wing left you know whatever it's important Um, to know like what other people are talking about because if you're going to go out of your way to like you know quote somebody or say some shit or like you know bring up something that you disagree with you gotta have knowledge of what you're actually disagreeing with instead of just like spitting off a bunch of assumptions yeah just yeah yeah assumptions and then just repeating you know what you heard on another thing and then you're in these you know echo chambers or whatever like you know i mean so like you know having a following of some sort or having like you know a voice you know helps um but like it also is there's pressure because you know like it was one thing to you know you know 10 years ago whenever i was you know, screaming on, you know, MySpace or some shit like that about whatever the fuck, like nobody really cared. So like the consequences were, you know, a little nil, but like now, like, you know, if I say the wrong thing, like it could be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, you know, there's a bit more, you know, there's, you know, there's more responsibility. You know what I mean? in uh, in that. And, um, so it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, like I don't always, I don't always like it. You know what I mean, sometimes I just want to like, fucking disappear and like be a beach bum like somewhere in cali and just like where yeah. nobody you know where nobody knows my name and you know just like you know live some non-discreet life but like um you know i mean i i, I do appreciate you know the, the the ability to kind of say some things you know highlight some people some you know some different voices um and and hopefully like you know make some kind of impact in in the way that i feel is right um you know like knowing that like that I'm, you know, what I feel is right isn't always what's right. You know what I mean, like I'm gonna be wrong. I'm gonna make mistakes. Um, yeah. So, uh, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a long chat, dude. Yeah. I'm feeling. I'm all like, like you know, <laughs> you talk for fucking like you probably get this a lot because you do the double days like I do yeah. too. Like at the end of the day, like it's just like I 
I can't. Be- I don't want to socialize. Yeah. A- anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home and just, <laughs> and just game the fuck out. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just smoke a lot of weed and just game. I'm gonna fucking chill. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. We still don't got power. Oh yeah. There's no power in the house. I haven't had I haven't had power for the past fucking like four hours. But I'll tell you what, this little recorder's still going strong. So, shout outs to Double A Batteries. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> so door sales in that bitch. Shout out to. No, I got some uh, some like rechargeable oh, shits. Right. You know. Nice. But yeah. uh, yeah. Um, fuck. I mean, if you're still listening at this point, you probably already know what the fuck they got going on. Yeah, me but around. you know, you can let the people know where to find you. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for me, I'm on. Uh, epicasnetwork.com slash partnerspod um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Lips, and Google Play uh, and Spotify under Drinking Partners and I'm on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Lipson, uh, uh, IG, Facebook, and Twitter at partnerspod um, and then, you know, Dave Bracey. Just, you know, if you Google that, you, I usually come up. you've the the fortunate circumstance of like having a like a a birth name that's unique enough that you didn't have to like come up with a stage name Yeah, no that's my stage name i don't have that nobody knows my government you got a government name? yeah i got a government name that's my stage name god damn it yeah fooled (laughs) i was fooled (laughs) no no i need us i need like a i guess i kind of have like a um I have a stage name, right? Mm. But there's a lot of people that always assume that Sykes is my last name, yeah. and I just kind of let them roll with it. Yeah, no, I thought it was Brian Sykes for quite some time. Yeah, I, um, no, I mean Day Day was like, I mean, it's been my nickname. Day Day has been my nickname since I was a, a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, so um, fair enough. You know, like my my dad's initials were DD, so I was always Day Day. So like, whenever I got like on stage, I just was like, it was redundant. So it just was Day Bracy, but like. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I was working in social services for like 10 years, so I couldn't like be on stage and doing all you know, wild so shit. It's so weird. There's like, like a, um, be wild there's this shit. dude that I know who goes by John, but I just found out recently that his real name isn't John. Mm. It's like something else. Mm. And I was like, but like, it's not like a stage name or nothing. Mm. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, but whatever. Do whatever you got to hey, do. Hey, man. I don't, I don't be asking any <laughs> yeah. questions. I'll be like, hey, whatever you want to yeah, know. Because yeah. if I know too much, I might, you know what I mean? You might have to, <laughs> you might have to off me. So, like. <laughs> well, let's, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I do my outros post recording. So, that's it. We're going to stop this right now. And, yo, thank you again for coming over, man. Hey, man. It's been good chatting. It's me. always good chatting. Yeah, this is always dope. All right. And we're done. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Shout outs again today. If the Fresh Fest Beer Fest is anything that you are interested in, please be sure to look it up. Uh, get some, get your tickets and check that out. It's It should be a pretty fucking good time. I'm hoping I get to make it there this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Whoop. Woo. Thanks for listening.